0: Hello, freaks. I'm fucking multitasking right now. As I speak to you, I am actually tweeting that we're live. And a lot of people are like, dude, you can't do that. And I'm like, dude, I can. I'm fucking badass. Not only that, I also turn the volume off on my computer at the same time. I give zero fucks. I really do. Boom. Tweet. Then. Done. 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 This episode of the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is having a contest. That's why we're doing two of them this week. And what Squarespace uh, is, is the easiest, simplest way to get a really badass website. And when I say a badass website, I mean they look fucking completely and totally professional. It looks like you spent a shitload of dollars doing it, but in fact, you did it yourself. It's super. Easy to do and Squarespace is having a contest right now to sort of accentuate that because the uh, feedback of Squarespace has been so excellent and their contest is uh, we're going to pick. We have the up to this week, January seventeenth. It ends, and we're going to pick four of the baddest, most sweetest websites. And for the people that have created those four baddest, sweetest websites, we're going to give them a free year of Squarespace, and we're going to send those winners a swag bag with items like uh, Squarespace, Apple keyboard, a T-shirt, moleskin, and more. What do they have? Sound on their website? How dare they? What fucking age are they living in? These freaks. Oh, let me put sound on my website when it opens up, so is that a, it immediately starts annoying the shit out of you.
1: It's a video I was playing. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, you know, you know those old school websites, you'd go to them and they'd immediately start? Mine used to.
1: MySpace. Remember when there was like five different songs going at the same time? And glitter tags. Glitter tags. Don't forget glitter tags. Oh, poor glitter tags.
0: What'd you just mm. take? A, um, modafinil. You know what that is? No. Are you sure you don't want a Xanax? No, no, no. This is, uh, <laughs> it's actually like speed. It, really yeah oh, it's just of. the opposite it's it's not really speed it's um it's it's actually called nuvagil is what it is i can't uh, take that if i'm uh if i'm tired and I want to fire my brain up, I can pop one of those in it's actually an experiment because I tried something called sledgling this weekend, and Jamie and I were actually just talking about it this guy uh, Dr. Mark Gordon, was here and he gave me these uh these uh, smart drugs and uh just we we tried it we both tried a, a dose of it. And uh, interesting, interesting stuff. So I'm comparing it to did this. Do you feel more lucid? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm. Uh, you know, it's hard. It's hard to tell. Like, what was my, the fact that I got a good eight hour sleep? What was the fact yeah. that I ate good food? What was the, wa- I think they're all sort of, they all play a part of the thing. To really find out, you'd have to have a baseline where you ate like the exact same foods, did the exact same activities, got the exact same amount of sleep you'd have to have that baseline and then add in something but i take so many different nutrients vitamins and fucking nootropics and all these different things without prescriptions and that's all legal stuff it's oh. all most of it is nutrients most of it's just vitamins Keeping the brain shop dominic you gotta stay I, on the ball lad. i think it's
2: amazing man how lethargic you are when you go on stage all of a sudden your mind clicks into a different gear
0: well you know well first of all you and i are both eating dick on stage for that's a fucking terrible feeling so you, you I know i can't have dick Prep balls you prep as I get fired up let me get through these commercials okay. real quick <laughs> so we could we just start podcasts uh anyway go tweet build a website and tweet the website, the Squarespace contest. What are we talking about? Squarespace, you fucks. Pay attention. Tweet it to hashtag JRE Squarespace before January 17th. So go to squarespace.com. Enter in the code word Joe and the number one, which uh, stands for where we are right now, January. And uh, and you can save some money as well. The um, The thing that's beautiful about Squarespace is if you could do anything online, like if you can... If you can just, normal shit, like drag and drop and click, and if you know how to select things, you could do this. And the, the way that's, uh, it's it's so easy and so intuitive that they have it set up so that you don't even have to enter your credit card information. Just go there and try it. If you like it and you say, this is pretty badass, boom, then, from there, then, you give them some money. But till then, you, you're not obligated. Just go and give it a shot. Use the offer code Joe and the number one. That's Joe and the number one. That's for a free trial and 10% off your first purchase at squarespace.com. Do, 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 do. What is it? Square- Squarespace.com? Squarespace, Damarera. Hashtag JRD Squarespace. Squarespace. Do you think you could do this? You you are not a real computer wizard. I'll tell you that. You're a genius comedian. But as far but, as computers. You could wizard, I would not You're I would retarded. not put you in the wizard category. <laughs> <laughs> do th- I think you could build a website on Squarespace. We should have a contest I, to see if Dom Herrera can build a web space on Squarespace. Not without would be great. alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> if we got you looking up, you could figure it out. If you had like a hottest. Assistant, you know, uh, maybe a, a hot uh, Japanese assistant. Oh. No, Mister Arrera. No, 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 no. You must it like this. Hey, uh, when my, why? When, I, when my computer comes on, I I go yes. I <laughs> did it again, <laughs> my man. I'm a wizard. <laughs> I'm a wizard. You're wrong, baby. Uh, we're also brought to you by Ting. Uh, Ting is uh, one of the uh, Squarespace and Ting are two of my favorite. Um, Podcast sponsors because they're both two podcast sponsors that I haven't had a single person tell me anything bad about. And then, of course, someone listening to this right now is like, well, I'll be that guy. I'll be first. Fuck Tink and suck my dick and Squarespace is filled with cunts. Fuck you, Joe Rogan. Um, Ting is a great is a great way to save money and use a Sprint backbone. You don't have to worry about being on some mom and pop cell phone network. They use one of the biggest cell phone networks in the country, and they do it. You know, it's weird. They're from Canada, and they don't. You know, they're like they don't operate in Canada. They operate in the United States. I mean, you yeah. could roam in Canada, but they're a Canadian company that works in the United States. Yeah, it's weird. From
1: Toronto, I think. Yeah,
0: um, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. Great guys. And their idea, great gals too. I'm sure there's some <laughs> awesome gals working there. I don't want to be sexist. Um, but their, their idea is sell you awesome cell phone service and do so in an ethical way. A no BS mobile service, if you will. And um, they have no contracts, no early termination fees. And they even have an early termination fee relief program. If you're paying an early termination fee to come to Ting, They will give you up to $75 back. They will credit you 25% of your early termination fee, which is up to $75 per device. It's really a a great company. I really like the idea behind this. Sell you something that's really excellent and do it in a way that doesn't make you feel like you're getting fucked. 98% of all people who switch to Ting save money. I mean, I've had three very good friends that have done it. Brian's done it. Uh, Dr. Chris Ryan did it. And, you know, they rave about it. It's excellent. And you really do save money. Um, Tons of money. The other guys charge you if you go over your allocated minutes, and text, and data. But if you have a heavier month on Ting, you just pay for what you used. It's really simple. So, no mysterious items on your bill and unlimited devices on one plan. you can have as many devices as you want on one plan, sharing pooled minutes, messages, megabytes, everything each device on a plan costs a flat six dollars per month they have it 's really good deals, and the phones they sell are all the highest end Android phones. all the really cool ones, like the um, Galaxy Note. 3 which is what I have and Brian has the um, the Galaxy S4 which is an, another excellent phone the HTC One is an excellent phone it used to be at one point in time that iPhone was the king and everything else just sucked but it's very close now and in fact I give the edge to Androids just because their screens are bigger it's a way better experience if, you're, if I'm reading my text messages or watching a video that someone sent me it's just a better experience on that, that big screen Sorry, Apple, I know you hate hearing this from me. And I know we were together for so long.
1: You know what I want is that new flexible phone. Have you seen that? It flexes. The whole phone flex- That's
0: I believe that's just the screen, right? It's yeah. an AMOLED screen. Isn't that what that stuff's called? Yeah. It's like a type of class- plastic. Right. Yeah. You could work out with the phone. Yeah. You
1: could do a little in between
0: the legs like <laughs> Suzanne <laughs> Summers and get your thigh master on. I used to your work phone. with her to make fun of her. Oh, she's a beautiful woman. She was hot. She's hot as fuck. Ting. Go to ting, rogan.ting.com and uh, you'll save $25 off your first Ting device when you sign up. rogan.ting.com We love Ting. They're an awesome company. We're also brought to you by Onnit.com That's O-N-N-I-T They have a Stay On it program now which uh, all the Onnit products you love automatically deliver to your door each month at the lowest price guaranteed. Um, our idea is that People get annoyed with uh, having to over and over again buy shit and order shit. If you know what you like and if you've used it consistently, you can get it done and get it done this way and uh, not have to think about it as much. What on it is is basically we tra- we call ourselves a human optimization website. And what we try to sell you is all shit that we think can benefit you, whether it's health, whether it's cognitive function, strength and conditioning. We sell battle ropes and kettlebells and all things for making you the, the type of man that Don is. I mean, you're not going to get there intellectually, but if you could just just become a man through these kettlebells. Did these I lose too much weight, John? Look at my face. Am I gaunt? <laughs> I want you to be brutally honest You're not me. gone. You're delicious. Thank you. You look soft and lovable. <laughs> I just took a Calgon bath before I came <laughs> over. You have such smooth skin. You yes, obviously are not tries. a man who has to work too hard outside in the cold, frigid temperatures. I haven't done anything
2: since I started doing stand-up. i never work. I don't have a tool. <laughs> I don't. I don't have one tool. That's good.
0: That's a real comic. That's why you're still funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, where was I? Rogan, on it. Whatever. Uh, go get a battle rope, wrap it around your dick, stretch that, <laughs> stretch that thing out, you weak fuck. Um, d- just go there and check it out, com. O-N-N-I-T. Uh, I can't even continue doing these uh, type of like super descriptive commercials because the people that have heard it a million times are freaking out. But if you're interested, go to Onnit, use the code word ROGAN, and save 10% off any and all supplements. All right. Dom Herrera is here. I can't believe you got him. And he's super awesome. Could, how'd you get him the in the studio?
1: The Joe Rogan Experience. Train my day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day. Boom, dun,
0: dun, dun, Dom Herrera. My okay. brother, what's okay. up, baby?
2: Everything's good, Joe.
0: You're a real comedian, Don Marra. You know, I you're just saying that for folks who didn't listen to the commercial part. You don't have a tool. You know, you never done a thing. You never, you never turned th- a wrench.
2: <laughs> yeah, there was, there's toolbox. There's two toolboxes in my house, and they were the last two women that lived with me. That had They a, brought
0: toolboxes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't even lift
2: it. There's one I can't lift. I don't know how Sophie lifted it. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time somebody shakes my hand, they go, "Man, you have soft hands." What oh, they're butter. They're the like butter, butter smooth.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's. I really do believe that there's a real there's a real factor in that. You remaining on top of your game all these years, <laughs> like you truly, you truly like completely. You know, you're a comedian. That's
2: it. That's what you're capable of. I love it. I could do it in a hammock. I followed Chris D'Elia the other night at the. He did a standing ovation at the Laugh Factory, right? I walk in, and this was true, I I had just woken up. I took a nap like at 9 o'clock at night, and the audience was standing. I go, no. I said, first of all, Chris just got a standing ovation. I just woke up. Hmm. I said, "Uh, I was just in the the bathtub like a big fat fag, (laughs) so lazy. The only reason I was taking a bath because I was too lazy to stand up and shave, right? (laughs) And I, I said to the crowd, now what would you do if you were me? What the fuck am I supposed to do? Fly around a room? You know. But, <laughs> what do you mean after he uh, yeah, after a standing after he ovation. after he had a standing ovation? Am I supposed to fly around a room? And I said, No, oh, tell me what to do. And they you know, they were with me because it was honest. You know, but the thing is what I'm uh, what you were saying about just I, I, I give a fuck totally, but I don't give a fuck. Like I could do it in a hammock at this point. <laughs> just, just my head out doing stand up.
0: <laughs> That's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> It'd be pretty funny for 30 that That'd be a good act. Yeah, right. just laying there. Yeah, especially like if you, it was a part of like a comedy festival, or right. maybe not even a regular set. Just Look. like, ladies and gentlemen, we present you Don My in a Hammock, <laughs> and you just swinging back and forth with a wireless microphone in your hand, talking shit. <laughs> Man, have things changed since I started doing the show. Red Man is now
2: taking acts on the road with him. Yeah. Believe he took Tiffany Haddish, which I said, you know Tiffany. Yeah, sure. I said, it's beautiful, right? But I said I would be afraid to fuck Tiffany or even <laughs> him because mm-hmm. I just I'm intimidated by her in the sense you call that a dick white boy oh, I'll that snap kind of that shit. motherfucker off
1: Have you ever seen her queef into a microphone? She closed it in Dallas and it brought down the house. People just could, couldn't understand that it was happening. Like it was like a good ten second pause where everyone's face was like, "Wait, that that just happened that." And then it just. Destroyed. So
0: she just put the microphone in her box?
1: Yeah. And she had been on oh stage God, for 30 minutes, so girl. she had a wet pussy. <laughs> she's so a, she's like, mostly oh. a So it's like,
0: <laughs> she had a wet pussy from <laughs> being on stage? <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: That's what she said. Turned herself on. <laughs>
0: well, it's amazing that, honestly, really, that she's the first one to think of sticking a microphone in her pussy and queefing. <laughs> I don't remember it <laughs> being done before. I would have thought that she's a someone, pioneer. someone would have picked that up she's, by now. <laughs> she's a cunt pioneer. Yeah, but if you really think about it, isn't it incredible that it's 2014? Yeah. Or, for her, what was it like, 2012? When did she start queefing? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> oh. She was on the podcast on the Ice House Chronicles, like what?
1: Two years ago, maybe. Year maybe
0: it might have been either 12, 2012 or 2013, either one of them, either a year or two, a year and a half ago. But. She was she was queefing and I was thinking then, I was like, I don't think anybody does this. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. But you would have thought that somebody would have locked that yeah. down. I mean, that's been around for a long time. The fact that no one stuck a microphone on has any guy just committed to just farting on stage all the time? <laughs> I mean, as, as <laughs> one comedian, is this her doing it? Yeah. Okay, it. let's hear it. Let's see if I can play this though hold on it. <laughs> <laughs> It's part of a fart too, man.
1: I gotta tell you, yeah. I'm not
0: really impressed. Yeah. What bitch is farting on <laughs> on stage?
1: If you see it close up, she like like kind of tilt her back a little, and you can see her sucking air in. So oh now you have to God. follow that. <laughs> No, Tony did, and he's sick right now. He might have from the microphone, I think.
0: Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, could you imagine if he really died because of the microphone? <laughs> imagine if you actually caught AIDS from a microphone. You're like, what the fuck, man? not saying that Tiffany Hanish has AIDS <laughs> at all. Right. But yeah, god damn, man.
1: She's Tony, a lot of fun, though, man. I, I'm so proud of her. She's, she's on the Arsenio <laughs> Hall now. Trying I've to bail
0: heard. himself out after this queefing, queef episode. <laughs> well, it is fascinating to me. I mean it's just first of all it's fascinating because it's even though you uh, say a woman's on stage she could reference her vagina, she could point to it, she could show it to you but when someone starts talking with it yeah like you know that noise came from that vagina that is uh, several levels several pot. levels more intimate Her pussy's talking to you.
1: (laughs) you hear the pussy talking, boy? Those those Texas (laughs) girls didn't know how to act either. Their faces.
0: No one should know how to act. Listen, no one on the planet. The only reason why we know how to act (laughs) act is because we're deviants. We're deviants and we've been around fucked up people our entire lives. I mean, you, you've you been around no one but fucked up people since we started working together. Yeah. And I've been around no one but fucked up people for a decade before that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so our you know our perspective is a bit skewed. Imagine look, the boyfriend driving to the thing, telling his girlfriend the show may be a little...
2: little maybe a little, little queefy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine if a girl is like really seriously Christian and, you know, yeah. well, I'll go to the show because I think Brian Redband's cute, but... I heard that this girl, Tiffany Haddish, makes satanic noises with her <laughs> vagina.
1: Joe, do you remember the hooker that we interviewed a long time ago that, on the Joe show?
0: Yeah, yeah, in the parking lot of the uh, comedy store. She was like telling us how she did the business and stuff.
1: I was really stoned. I was like, I wonder if she's still a hooker. And I found her online, still a hooker. Oh, my God. And it's been, what, like 10 years? She didn't She didn't oh get out of low God. school? Yeah. Nope. Jeez. <laughs> it's so weird how easy it was to find her, too.
0: Yeah, I'm torn. I gotta be honest. I'm torn on the whole idea of prostitution. Because I feel like, I always feel like, you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want. If you want to have sex with someone for free, you should be able to have sex with someone for free. If a guy wants $1,000, if you jerk him off and you're like, all right. Then you should be able to do that. It should be legal yeah it should, it should be, be no more no more di- no more different than if you wanted to get a massage. like no one wants to massage you man you 're paying them to massage you when you go to a, a spa and you get a rub down for an hour. That person does not want to do that you 're giving them money and they 're making you feel good with their fingers like you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want and it 's all our societal standards that are um, fucked up and weird about sex. That said, when I hear that someone's a hooker like that and has been a hooker for 10 years, that does not feel good. It feels sad. Yeah. It feels like she's uh, lost and she's in a bad place. And I'm torn because I don't know if that's my own bias perceptions. Like maybe she's meeting a bunch of people that are like really desperate for touch. And, you know, maybe she picks good clientele and they have sex and... That's how she gets paid, and who gives a fuck? Maybe it's that. Maybe it's that. I mean, but instantly you say that she's still a hooker, and I'm like, (sighs) but I'm like, I'm questioning myself. I'm like, why? You know, why does it always have to be bad? Is it because we've associated sex with something that you're, you're, it's naughty, you're not supposed to do it? So someone doing it for a living is somehow or another a bad thing?
2: I used to get prostitutes after I fucked a regular girl, like on the road. Why? Just just because it was wild. It was the curiosity of it. <laughs> if I had one ounce of jizz left,
0: <laughs> seriously,
2: I would get like I have like say like a waitress or something in, a, in a, on the road club, uh-huh. and she go, and I call a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> Total addict. Oh, that's hilarious. That
0: guy for blood pressure medication. Do you think that's part of that? Is just being Italian. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, yeah. Um you know there's always been that like ridiculous stereotype of Italians as like oversexed goons. Definitely. But there's a reason why that stereotype is not for Chinese guys. Okay, there's a reason why that stereotype is not for, you know, fill in the blank. It's like for you oversexed apish goons for yeah, yeah. Italians is because they are. I fuck Sophie for 5 years every day. <laughs> every day, a couple at least a couple times a day even when she was reading i didn't need to know that but now that i do i feel better <laughs> yeah it's uh it's uh, the, my all my ancestors my fucking my family back home like all the, all the italians i knew that i grew up with yeah. they were savages oh, yeah. they
2: they would have gumaras they call them like they take the gumar out on a friday night and then wipe out on a saturday did you see that new movie
0: american hustle i i fell asleep I heard, that
1: movie. I, I heard that movie sucks from so many people. I don't know I what asleep. they watched. I don't know, really. Those people you are like idiots. It? Those I people g- are idiots. I got to watch it again. I
0: enjoyed that movie.
2: Yeah. I have it at home. They sent it to me. SAG sent it to me. It sucked. Oh, are you
0: bragging about the SAG thing? There? Yeah, they sent it to everybody. What kind of a brag is that? Well, if it, if it gets bootlegged, we know where it came from. Because Dom Arrera really knows those internets. No, I had to agree to, uh, I had accepted the agreement. Like Uh-oh. they're going to trace right, it. Right, right, right. Well, there's a new thing they have now. Um, somebody told me about online. We well, you can get movies as they come out. They cost 500 bucks, really? And it's like you have a, like a box in your house, and that box stores a certain amount of movies. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you the information. I sent it to uh, the guy who did the AV in this place, mm-hmm. my buddy. And uh, he said, yeah, it's legit. He That's said, awesome. it's, it's a new thing. It sets up to your house. You could store like X amount of movies. You could have like 10 movies on it at any one time. And they're all in your name, and they don't go anywhere. They just plug into this box, and you can play them on your TV. And they're, they're, each movie costs like 500 bucks. Wow. Which is weird, man. It's like, that is a lot of fucking money. But I was at the movie theater, I went to see American Hustle, and this couple behind us just kept talking. And it was uh, not very many people in the theater, so they were talking pretty loud because there was no one next to them. And people just don't realize, they probably don't even realize they're being rude because they thought they were far away. But you don't realize how far your voice carries when everybody else is trying to... Yeah, I was just going to say that. I was going to bring that up. And it was really frustrating. But, you know, I just dealt with it and watched the movie. I didn't say anything. But a guy got shot in Florida. Yeah, a retired cop had a gun on him. He was texting. He wasn't even talking. He was texting. Texting in the theater and this cop wound up getting an altercation with him i mean that's step one and then step you know ultimate step 10 or whatever it is is he shot him yeah who knows what happened the cop right. could have asked him and the, he could have gone fuck you bitch or of course. could have gotten crazy you know You're
2: 72 years old or something too well, maybe he's just ready to die on his own, and he was like,
0: "I just no, gonna start killing should... kids yeah. until one of them gets me." <laughs>
1: that's why I like ArcLight because not only you could pick your seats, but mm-hmm. then if there's somebody that's talking or something, there's like a guy that just pretty much stands in that movie theater yeah. that that's, they're on it like
0: that. Yeah, you're right. There's another place called Cineopolis that's even more yeah. dope. They have these giant lounge chairs, yeah, like you yeah.
1: fully recry- the
0: recline. They sell food. The food's really delicious, yeah. and it's a way better experience. People don't fucking talk. So, it might be worth the 500 bucks. is my point, to you, have uh, new movies as they come out. It you, might be
1: worth it. What you do is you get the box, and you set up a camera in <clears> a dark room, and you film it, and then we make a DVD of it, and then we sell it to our friends for $20 each, and get the $500 back. Do you want to go to jail, or you're
0: just <laughs> retarded? Which one is that? That was
2: my first line to him, the first time I did yeah, the show. That's right. Yeah. That was the way we met. What are you, retarded?
0: <laughs> <clears throat> I loved how you handled it. It's beautiful. It is. How do you handle it? You? Oh. How you handled it when you met him? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Called him what it is. Well, I think I was right, but I love him. I don't know if I would pay five hundred bucks for a movie though. That seems like a lot of goddamn money. That seems like at this point in time it's like Come on, man. Unless you really bucks. don't you know, unless you're really annoyed
2: by the public and then have that much money it doesn't
0: matter. Yeah, but the problem is the more you do shit like that, if you you know, you could become a hermit, man. You could be become a hermit. If you really paid attention to how goofy people are, yeah. You could really at one point in time force yourself into the mountain somewhere and just fucking be completely isolated. Well you handle people. it
2: well. You handle it really well. You have a lot of patience.
0: Uh, it's not hard. It's just a bunch of people being nice to you. But when we're shooting pool and somebody wants to take a picture, that's a little too much. Well, it gets annoying. That that gets annoying when you're in the middle of some obvious activity, or um, when you're eating. Your eating is a dumb one. That's like, come on, I'm yeah. sitting with mouthful. They of want to food. shake your hand too. They want to shake your hand. They want you to. Come. I've had a lady in um, Vegas ask me to come over to. Her. I'm in the middle of eating. I had a mouthful of food. Hi, we're from Canada. We would like it if you could come over to our table. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm eating. Like, I'm, not, no, I'm not gonna. Why, why, why would you ask someone? Right. I couldn't imagine going up to someone I didn't know and just no. ask them to come over to our table. We're big fans of Fear Factor. I get like it. Come over to our table. <laughs> it's remember Ridiculous.
2: When, remember when Bruce Willis first, first started getting famous back at the Improv in the '80s, and this guy comes up to him, he starts shaking his hand. And he wouldn't let it go. He just keeps shaking. Bruce is looking at me, and he goes, and the guy goes, Donna, get the get the get the camera, get the camera out of the car, Donna. Like he was holding him hostage till I took a picture. That's when I first saw it. Any, any one of my friends get that glimpse of fame and the annoying part of it?
0: Wow, he just held on to it. Don, I get huh? the
2: camera and he's shaking Bruce's hand. Bruce is looking at me like, what am I supposed to do? You can't win. You pull it away, you <laughs> fucking punch him. What do you do?
0: Some people are definitely crazy. Some people are just too excited to meet someone like Bruce Willis, too. It's like it's not natural. I don't know to what, to what they so think is going to happen. It's kind of cool. Like if you see Bruce Willis, like, ooh, that's Bruce Willis. That's, uh, you know, that's the guy from Moonlighting. That's the guy from Die Hard. Yeah. That's Bruce Willis. He was in fucking Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I always yeah, tell yeah.
2: people, just enjoy their work. Yeah. enjoy their work, leave them alone, because if they met some people, they'd be such a fucking disappointment to them.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, I don't know, man. It's just, some people just aren't used to it. In California, I think way more people are used to seeing famous people. Oh, yeah, yeah. So- they don't bother you. Here they don't say, thank you, I like your work, till after the check is done. <laughs> so they're not trying to bump up the tip, you know? Yeah, there's a little bit of that, I'm sure. Um, but California doesn't give a fuck. It's like if you're famous or not famous, there's so many famous people here, it's not that big of a deal. But if you're a famous person, like say, and you moved to Iowa or something like that, oh, yeah. that and would probably be really oh, you know, weird. I,
2: I know that just as a comedian because... In Columbus, Ohio, I get recognized more than I get recognized out here. But I might get recognized, but they don't give a fuck.
0: Well, you have a big following, Columbus. You know, it's kind of interesting how comics develop followings in one city or another. And I've never really co- quite understood that. But you know how there is that issue? Yeah. Like, like the, the best example is that guy, Bob Marley. I love Bob Marley. Great guy. Yeah. Great. Salt of the Such earth. A goofball. Sweetheart of a guy. I've known him for 20 plus years. Bob, I knew Bob when Bob was an open micer in Maine. He would come down and do uh, Nick's comedy stop, and he would—he uh, uh, did a guest set. One of our shows on the road, because he was like uh, the Bangor house comedian of right. this place. But it's just a real sweetheart of a guy and a very funny guy. But my point is that he's a huge act in Maine. Yeah, like people he sells books
2: and albums and
0: yeah, like cool you, you might have heard of him. Like m- most of you, you know, if you if you're a comedy fan, you know, you you might have uh, heard him on Sirius Satellite Radio or seen him on Comedy Central or something like that. But you'd have no idea.
2: Tell me a great story about Billy Crystal. They get into a, um, an elevator, him and uh, Chuck, Bra- Butch Bradley. And Billy Crystal was there. And Bob goes, and then Brooke's going, hey, Billy, we're, you know, nice to meet you. We're comedians. And he just kind of went, mm-hmm. You know, like kind of dished oh, him. Really? Yeah, ignored him. And Bob says to me, he goes, I don't know whether to fucking push the stop button and beat the fuck out <laughs> of him
0: or just let it go. You know, he said, so he let it go. <sighs> wow, Billy Crystal probably stopped being a comedian somewhere along the line. Oh. You know what I mean? About stop being a comedian. Oh yeah. If that if you do that, you stop being a comedian. Well, he was always really nice to me, and then one time
2: I interviewed I interviewed him and De Niro for this Comedy Central thing, and he was real smug and shit. Like he turned really? against me. Because <laughs> De Niro like is kind of thick, you know. And I said to him because he sang when De Niro's in, thick in what way? Thick and mentally. Like he's really? not real. He's not. He's not there. You know. Like real quick. I mean, he's a great actor. But uh, that's that's a whole different story. But De Niro, uh, I, I said to him, because he sang and analyzed that. And I said, I, I love your singing. I always loved, this. more than anything, I loved your singing. Obviously, I'm kidding. I go, I says, you were the definitive Tevye and Fiddler on the Roof. And De Niro goes, oh, thank you. Oh. Right? Like, he didn't fucking get it. He was barely paying attention to you. And Billy was like, I mean, that's exactly what it was. And, yeah. And Billy was like, you know, kind of snapping at me. I'm thinking, man, Billy, you're turning on me. I'm another comedian. Just you know, go
0: with it. I think sometimes a guy like him will get tired of being the center of attention, you know. Because I think also to be that kind of an actor, he's not who De Niro. Yeah, to be that kind of an actor. Don't you think he's lost some of his legacy though by doing these stupid films? He definitely has. But I'll tell you what, he was in American Hustle, and he's fucking gangster in it.
2: Yeah, good. he's badass. I, I love it. the guy. Oh, I mean, uh,
0: he's a very small part, but it's vintage De Niro. But that's my question: like, what when you work that much and you have? taxi
2: driver and raging bull in, in your itinerary in your resume
0: mm-hmm. where are you gonna go from there i mean he, he just wants to work so he's doing f- the Fockers and all this stuff and well maybe he enjoys it though yeah, I that's think the does. other thing i mean it's like he obviously enjoys working you know that's a lot of pressure to be so big mm-hmm. that you can't just do medium shit true you know well he put in some of the greatest performances of all time the cape fear Oh, he was fucking menacing. Jesus Christ. scene was fucking scene with, terrifying.
2: When, when he was in the, the the empty theater with the the, yeah. the girl,
0: when mm-hmm. she, she put her, his, her finger, his finger in her mouth. Yeah. That was fucking wild. It was wild. It was a fucking crazy movie. He was one of the scariest guys ever as a menacing guy. He, and well, Taxi Driver as oh, well. Yeah.
2: Well, he always deteriorated. You know, mm-hmm. you know, even in King of Comedy, he got crazier and crazier as the movie went on. Yeah, off.
0: that's right. King of Comedy. Oh, my God. I forgot Rupert, about Rupert that. Rupert Pumpkin. You know what I saw the other day um uh, I'm gonna have to sit down and watch the whole thing, but I was flipping uh through the channels and it was on. was I flipping through the channels or was I wa whatever somehow or another, I was watching a small p- piece of it deer hunter oh yeah, I was having fucking this on it. God damn that's a good movie i ha- I had to stop it, and I said, you know, I can't start it in the middle here and just watch it from here i'm gonna I'm gonna come back to this watch this as a full movie I did, that movie deserves to be watched as a full movie, yeah, so just flipping great. through the channels you can catch that. Not because this is Sons of Italy Day, but to switch
2: to is one it other. Really? No, no. To, but to switch to one other Italian, Pacino in Dog
0: Day Afternoon. Mm. You ever see that? Fantastic movie. I saw it again last year. Fucking incredible. Fantastic movie. What? Yeah. Well, what a weird plot too. Oh yeah, and, and there it was, was a true. sex change. It was a true story. Yeah, yeah. But it, like the De Niro. I mean, um, uh, uh, John Casals. No. Uh, who was the? Was that uh, who was the Pacino? Name? no Pacino's buddy who's Pacino's buddy yeah from he was he was Fredo he yeah exactly yeah he played such a weird freaky character and Pacino was so off oh yeah it was like there was it was such a different person like this kind of guy who's robbing a bank to pay for a sex change like what yeah yeah he almost seemed a little too together to be that guy Almost a little too together. When he went outside, and that was when Attica came from. Attica, yeah. Attica, Attica, Attica.
2: That was a big movie, man. Yeah. You know, I was reading about him because they didn't want to cast him in The Godfather as Michael Corleone. You know who they wanted for who? Redford. Really, Robert Redford, right? That's and then interesting. They, and they watched and so, somehow, they, you know, C- Coppola wanted him and he finally got him in. And how great a, uh, how great was he in
0: that movie? Oh, he was spectacular. The transition man. between Michael and The Godfather. I think those guys that do those movies, like Pacino and De Niro and <clears throat> Harvey Keitel and all these, like, historical actors, um, after a while, they're just fucking working, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, like, until the next b- really <laughs> big project comes up, till something that Excuse comes me. up... Don't die on us, Tom. Got
2: something, a little
0: bronchitis, Joe. I know. Not bragging. I know. Um, <clears throat> but it's like... To for, to keep up that level of work, you know, to yeah. keep up the the level of work that they did, like like Samuel Jackson, Pulp Fiction, to keep up that level of work. I mean, that's like spectacular, yeah. goddamn movie. And the, yeah, how the, do you follow yourself? The part is so perfect. <clears throat> that's one of the most menacing parts ever that's another menacing like the the menacing part of, uh, of uh, De Niro and Cape Fear Sam Jackson's menacing part as the hitman oh yeah who's talking shit to you before he shoots you about your cheeseburger that man. is indeed a tasty burger he was fucking horrifying man I was how about the scene in True
2: Romance I was talking about the, mm-hmm. the remember that who, who was in
1: the, uh you're talking about when he's talking about Africa yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Gary Oldman is are we you talking no, about? No, it wasn't Gary Oldman. Oh, Christopher Walker when he was Walker. talking about
1: Sicilians. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, Dennis yeah, Hopper. yeah. The, the Dennis Christopher Hopper. Walker and yeah. Dennis Hopper. That was one of the heaviest fucking scenes and put some comedy in it. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Samuel Jackson in Pulp Fiction was a motherfucker, dude. When he would quote the Bible to you before he would shoot you, mm. his wallet said bad motherfucker on it. He had jerry <laughs> curls <laughs> running around in a suit shooting people. That was a uh, that was a wild part. Yeah, he's he's a good menacing motherfucker. He's got crazy eyes. And thanks for doing my podcast. Anytime, my brother. Appreciate it. Can I do a shameless plug?
2: Yeah, sure. Do you mind? Because these fucking clubs, this show's so big. Everybody asks me if I can do it. If I can run thirty seconds, is it okay? What
0: are you talking about? What are you doing? I just
2: wanted to mention where I'm going to be. You
0: have stuff written down.
2: Yeah, because they drive me fucking
0: crazy. Who's driving you crazy?
2: Any club that knows I'm going to do this show, all right? I'm doing side splitters in Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> Can I do this? Yeah,
0: go ahead. Just do side it. splitters
2: in Tampa, Knoxville, side <clears throat> splitters, Laugh Factory, Chicago, Long Beach, Vegas, Funny Bone, Columbus, Denver Comedy Works, Stress Factory, and Cook Any Ireland. This Thank- is
0: all great, but this is not Thank the way. General. Let me tell you the best way to do what? it in the future. Just get a Twitter that you do, you post on a regular basis, and have all your dates up on Twitter. And then send people to your Twitter or send people to your calendar and you website. Do you realize who you're talking to? These people are not going to remember all these things. That's the problem. When you say a bunch of things in a row, it loses their meaning. If you say, Vegas. go to domirera.net or .com, boom. The size Follow split, me on remember. Twitter. How much do you do uh, on Twitter? Do you, do you get on Twitter all the time?
2: Uh, not all the time, but I do it. I mean, if I get drunk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's some profound. It's vulgar a great thing.
0: way to promote gigs, well, you're, man. Yeah, you're great
2: at that shit. But do you do, you do it at all? Yeah,
0: do you do, you do it before each week?
2: Tosh yeah, got me into it. He he did a he did a retweet. I went from like four followers to ten thousand because he retweeted me. Really? Whatever he did, yeah. Yeah, Tosh is uh, he's he's
0: gigantic right now. You know
2: what's weird about Twitter and like j- just being being around for a while? Justin Bieber has like forty four million something like that. And Paul McCartney has a million, right? And I know it's different worlds, but isn't that incredible, though?
0: It is kind of incredible. It seems like... uh, I mean, I don't think Paul Paul McCartney's tweeting all the time. Yeah, does he use it? Because Justin Bieber actually uses it. Yeah, yeah. That's the big thing with one of those guys. He's always in the laugh factor, you know? He wants to do stand-up. What are you putting
1: on? Uh, It's just a story of Bieber getting his house raided this morning. Oh, yeah. He found cocaine so far in it. Oh, God. yeah, they're they're looking for him because he recently egged his neighbor's house and caused over a fifteen to twenty thousand dollars worth of damage. Which, allegedly, Brian. allegedly, but supposedly there's video. Allegedly, and uh, I guess over four hundred dollars, it's a you know a felony. So they uh, they're raiding his home, looking for any connections to that, and you know if they find any drugs on the way, they can just arrest him for any. How crazy
0: do they need ten cop cars to arrest Justin Bieber? So
1: well, wow, they took him in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think what the deal is Is like If recently in the news They've been just He's been just terrorizing His neighborhood He's been terrorizing The he's cops He's got a posse with like him that. You know Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is
0: hilarious That would suck If you had some Multi-million dollar house And you lived in this Really nice place And yeah. then you had this Crazy fuck living Next door to you
1: Driving down the street Like 50 miles per hour While your daughter's In the s- driveway yeah. You know that, that would suck
0: You think he'll end up Killing himself Well yeah. if he's doing the coke It's not a good sign Irera No Do- Doing the coke Is not, not Nobody is not- just like Is really good at coke like there's some people that are good at surfing yeah and surfing's hard if i tried surfing i'd fall flat on my fucking face but But if you get good at surfing you do it for a while you learn how to perfect it no one ever gets that way with cocaine No. you know i said to you a long time ago joe
2: that uh, when you did pot it changed you and and i think it really helped you i never said that
0: about coke i never said you know tony's doing a lot more coke lately he's really got his life together (laughs) yeah a lot of people say that about meth guys do meth and all of a sudden they really fucking straighten up yeah, <laughs> get their life in order. Boy, your, your gums look good. Well, that's the problem with labeling a drug as a drug. You know, like saying it's a drug. It seems like they're all the same thing. You know, no, they're not. They're the just they're, what a drug is is something that affects your brain. But the vast majority of them are good. Like, there's a lot of good drugs. There's a lot well, of like really a
2: drug. I don't think it affects caffeine's your brain. a
0: good drug. It's a yeah. good drug. I mean, you might not like it, but I like a fucking cup of coffee. Well, yeah, it's like good. It. You know, uh, I I like the fact that uh, you know there's uh, there's drugs that could help people that are sick. There's drugs that can help people that are in intense pain. There's drug. There's a lot of drugs that have like some real beneficial effects. And then there's drugs that'll ruin your life. Yeah. There's drugs that nobody survives. There's the the opiates, the heroin, the, the meth, the the speeds, the ones where you hear about these terrible stories of people's lives completely falling apart. You can, I mean, you can kind of include pot in there. I've heard people talk about other people that ruin their life on pot. Yeah, but that's them inside. That's just they're looking for something to ruin their life. I agree, and I see that the same way as gambling. You know, yeah. uh, the gambling thing. People uh, think that uh, compulsive gambling is uh, very different than drug addiction. I don't think it's different at all. No. I think it's all the same. Some Somehow or another, you get hooked on a drug, except this time you're getting a drug from taking a risk. I believe you can have that with sex. Oh, sure. With anything. Yeah. With masturbation. There's guys that have masturbated their dick raw and then like tried to figure out other ways of jerking off. I'm mm. not looking at you in the eyes because it's you. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. For everything. It's weird, isn't it? That people get addicted to stuff. The physical addictive part is really weird. That we, we, like a chemical, attaches itself to our system. Yeah. And then you need that chemical. Like, that's what they say about Amy Winehouse. They, they found no drugs in her system, and they think that she just quit drinking. And if you're a really serious alcoholic, and you just cut it off entirely, you can actually die from that. Yeah, you that. go into convulsions. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Amy uh, Winehouse when she died apparently it was just booze. You know, and everybody looks at her and you think of her as this uh this mess, you know, this this aw- awful drug addict, boozer, pill popping. but really, you know, it was alcohol. Well, I love to drink. A one. You know, I still drink a lot, but I uh I would
2: never wake up and and drink. Like mm. that's that's I mean, I'm not saying that's a good. I'm I'm not a, a condoning my type of drinking. But man, when you wake up and have a, a yeah. couple
0: shots, that's that's hurting. You're not going to last long doing that. You're you're yeah. really putting your liver into overdrive. Amy Winehouse was talented as fuck, though. Yeah. She, God damn, she could sing. She had such a sultry voice. But do you, you ever know? hear
2: about people not talented because nobody cares? I mean, it's like look at all the great people that died at 27, mm-hmm.
0: like the people from the 60s: Joplin, Joplin Hendrix, Hendrix, Morrison. Yeah. All three of them died at 27. Right. Yeah. 27 man. So I was a baby at 27. Yeah. I was so stupid.
2: <laughs> all I did was play basketball. I wasn't yeah. even a comedian yet.
0: Well, I think we missed um, that generation that that Hendrix and Janis Joplin generation. If you talk to anybody that went through that, they say that the change from the time of their parents to them oh, yeah. was so massive, and it was so much different than anything this culture had ever seen before. It was a revolutionary change, yeah. and that, that was all fueled by drugs. All of that. That was marijuana and LSD specifically. Yeah. That's what was changing all those people. And uh, that's why they came up with that sweeping psychedelic act in 1970 that made everything illegal. They didn't even have to have like uh, proof of bioavailability. Like they, they made some stuff illegal that doesn't even affect you. Doesn't even work. It's well, not acid was legal.
2: Acid was legal before that,
0: right? Yeah, acid was legal. To, Mushrooms uh, were legal.
2: Psychiatrists used to give people. Uh, Cary Grant used to take acid
0: Wow, that's heavy. Yeah. Well, they the supposedly, according to McKenna, the federal government originally came up when they found out about acid. They thought it was going to be a truth serum. They thought they were going to be able to give it to the enemy, grab them, hook them up with acid. And then uh, they would tell them all the coordinates for the enemy ba- enemy bases, and then they found out it was not a truth theorem there's no fucking way there's a truth theorem it's crazy take it? no, so then they decided that it was going to be uh, something that they would give their soldiers in case they ever got caught uh-huh. so, so, so that you, you wouldn't tell the truth. <laughs> But could you fucking imagine, they, they're, you get in a, you're in war, okay, you're some poor kid, you've been shipped off to Germany, you got a machine gun in your hand, you, people are shooting at you, bullets are whizzing overhead, and you get captured. Well, how fucking terrified are you? You're shit in your pants. You're right. going to die. Oh, my God. I'm getting captured by the Nazis. And then you take acid. <laughs> <laughs> like, was there ever worse advice ever? No. I mean, proof positive that the government is not looking out for your best interests. They give you fucking acid to take when you get it captured by enemy. <laughs> Holy fuck. That's
2: so ridiculous. Well, that was always like a, uh, a paranoia of mine is getting somebody to put something in my drink. Should be. There's a lot of assholes out there. I never leave a drink on a bar. I never, you know, I always uh, tell, especially women, don't, don't trust anybody no. unless somebody lo-
0: loves you, you know? I've talked to many people that believe that they were drugged. Many people. I think that there's a lot of guys out there that do that on a regular basis. It's one of the most disgusting things about men is this thing that you keep hearing about. I mean, I'm sure it happens with women, that women do it too, whether to other women or whether to men but I hear about it with men doing it to women a lot. It's scary. The pe- yeah. Someone would be willing to do that, that they're such a fucking sociopath that they're willing to drug someone. And who wants to be with
2: somebody who's just asleep? I mean, I guess it's a different kind of...
0: They just want I think it's part of it is they know they're doing something evil. Yeah. I think part of it is they know they're getting away with something and they're, they just want to do it because it's a crazy rush. Yeah. You know? I was thinking about that
2: with rape. You know, there was a woman who was raped in the Lower East Side yeah uh, like not of milk. her body <laughs> <laughs> No, i was just thinking yeah, of i can I believe i went there <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's not funny tom stop it's laughing funny,
2: joe <laughs> it's horrible it's quick but anyway uh i was thinking about like how the fuck do you stay hard i mean it's got to be a, a, a just anger and violence because it can't be sex or anything because i'm thinking how do you stay hard when you're hurting somebody you know what for I mean? some like, people and how do you you know take their clothes off and fucking it's crazy yeah
0: i think some people just have a a horrible view of humanity of themselves of other people you know that and it almost all comes down to if you're willing to do that to somebody else like that you don't love yourself you don't love yourself you haven't been treated with love it's really that simple if you if you want to hurt someone scare them and put terror in them and that somehow or another gives you joy or gives you some sort of a rush and you're willing to sacrifice this person's safety and health You don't understand the connection between human beings. Like, you've been raised in a terrible way. Whatever's happened to you along the way is a disaster. You're a fucking terrifying aspect of society. How different we can be programmed. Yeah. You you could react like that, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about all the different variables when it comes to creating a human being. You know, if you get abused, that's the big one. People that have been abused and the recidivism rate for people that were uh, raped themselves— you know, the, 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 the way that they turn to, uh, to violent and violent sexuality, it's, it's really, really common, you know. And then the people that do it, the people that abuse kids or abuse don't anybody, like the, the real issue with them is they don't seem to get better. Like, it's a weird thing. Like, they always have that desire. They had this guy on a talk show once, and he was talking about it. He was he was a, a sex predator, mm-hmm. and he was a reformed sex predator. He did time and all that jazz, and he would just talk about how when the thoughts come up, he just fights fights them back. Well, they, he was reformed, because
2: a lot of them say that they can't be reformed.
0: Well, he says he can't. I mean, he's controlling it. Right. But, I mean, the, the fact is he's also admitting that he has these feelings all the time. Right. It's a fucked up thing. Like, what, did it, what is that? I mean, we want to hate and we want to judge. And, you know, it is a, an awful, awful aspect of humanity. But just strictly scientifically, like, what is that? He
1: was molested,
0: definitely. <laughs> most likely, yeah, right? 100%, yeah. I would say. Yeah, most likely. Unless there's something else wrong in the development of the mind. Some, you know, blood got cut off to the wrong area. I mean, I don't know. I'm guessing. But fuck, man. That's a... A terrible combination. We we must figure out how to eliminate that. Just if you eliminate if you look at all the like the, you know, look at the 180 degrees of possibilities of people, from really nice people to really fucking evil people. The the really evil is a small number. If you could just eliminate all the really fucked up shit people do, well, like uh, murder and yeah. rape. If you could just take away murder and rape, just those two. Murder, rape, and robbery. I can understand murder more than rape. Well, I can understand it, yeah. Especially, you know, when you hear about how hot people get just in a a row at a movie theater. Oh, yeah. You know, a guy guy, shoots a guy for texting, you know, and whatever words were exchanged. But, yeah. But if you could eliminate just that small amount, boy, would things be different, man. If you could just figure out a way to not develop rapists, not grow up murderers, not like, you know, if we just figure out how to do that. Just those things that none of us have done. Just those things that most of our friends haven't done. Just take those, you know, just those, those the, the rare occurrences and, and uh, eliminate them or drastically reduce them. The remember, whole world would be different. Remember
2: that comedian, Vince something, Vince Champ? Or, yeah, the one who was the, the rapist? Yeah, and he would go into... Uh, colleges. Colleges, but also a lot, the pattern seemed to be he'd go into the music department where it was soundproof, <sighs> the room. And when the girl would be playing piano... You know, some practicing piano. And that's that's what he would do. You know, he had the whole
0: thing down. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. what was his name? Vince Champ? I think it was Vince Champ. I don't know. A, yeah, I think that's his name. Because I, uh, on the wall, the Austin Club, Cap City, they used to have this Vince Champ joke. I forget what the joke. Was. Oh, really? It was very distasteful. <laughs> about like when he got arrested for rape. There's some joke about it. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a long way from a DUI. Yeah, well, it's also like a really creepy thing that this guy Very was creepy. doing. He was doing it over and over again, and he was telling them to pray for him. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, he would rape these girls and tell them to pray for him.
2: Was that the right name, Redbe? Right
1: it looks like it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's
2: White the right guy, guy or
1: black guy? Black, black guy. Yeah. Like, there's all these reports saying like he was a nice guy. Everyone said. Yeah, <laughs> he was well, he's down there. He's a fairly religious <laughs> fellow. Yeah.
0: He He's would, still in jail. Uh, oh yeah, he'll be in jail for a while. Yeah, they keep you in jail for a long time when you're a serial rapist. <laughs> I mean, how, how how long is he in jail? Let me for? write that down along with my comedy club. It's got to be more than twenty five years, right?
1: Convicted of rape, kidnapping, and robbery. Um, he stole too. That wasn't enough. And we're not just talking jokes, Dom.
0: He probably took like little pieces <laughs> of things from them or something. That's uh, oftentimes people. Supposedly do that They yeah. take little pieces Of something from you That connects them
1: Like as a trophy Several rapes Of the the music Like playing the piano Exactly oh, that's uh, so awful 19 year old um, He was convicted And given life sentences For two assaults in Iowa With time served for Goodby Harry He could be released in 2025 He will be 64 years old Kill How this? is
0: life 2025? How is, How do they do that?
1: Yeah, I, life doesn't really mean life anymore. It's like, yeah. it's like 30 years' is life.
0: Well, they're too busy putting people in jail for pot, so yeah. there's no fucking room. Yeah, that's... Do you hear what they're doing with the people in Denver? They're not letting them use banks? Oh, we- weed is legal. They're, they're selling weed. They made over a million dollars in the first day, and the government says you can't put your money in the bank.
1: What are, you, what are you going to do? Exactly. Wait, the people that are selling the weed.
0: Exactly. Uh. The people that are owning these pot shops. So in this Denver. isn't
2: doctors or anything like like
0: California. Just, no, 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 no. This is stores. This is they just like in away, Amsterdam. Then. Well, it's just like anything else is in a store. It's like yeah. selling tents or fucking microphone arms. You know, it's whatever you're selling a product. But the fact that this is available for sale and they they have licenses and they start selling it in retail outlets outlets. But the government says you can't put your money in a bank, so they run into like some serious danger because you're right. you're talking about massive amounts of cash. But they probably had a lot of cash before it was legal. I don't think so. Why would you think so? I mean, some people are just people that took a chance and started a business. Yeah, but they
2: didn't pay with credit cards for when they sold pot on the streets. Any dealers? You know? Well, how do you know
0: that they were dealers before this oh, happened? I don't. This is the, see. This is now that it's legal in the state. This is like a protected business. Right. It's a business. I mean, it's a real legal business. They have a license to do it and everything. So it becomes a weird thing when you don't let those people put the money in the bank because you're creating a really yeah, dangerous situation. I, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's really dangerous. I
2: never thought the leg- legality of a made sense. And I don't even smoke because I have no
0: agenda. It's just such a stupid thing. It's such, I mean, compared to anything else. Well, it shows you how the government is not looking out for your best interest. If they're willing to take these people who are doing something that they voted on and they deem lawful and take these people and put them in a weird situation where they can't put their money in a bank, you're being a bully like you're being a cunty shitty bully and it's it doesn't make sense like you're not protecting anybody sense, with right. this this is this is actually putting people in danger so what do you do you're not going to arrest them you're going to agree that the state says it's legal and states rights as you know as we all agreed on when they formed this silly country states rights is supposed to take precedent it's supposed to be the number one thing and then the federal government is only in charge in times of crisis and emergency right. and war and but you're supposed to be able to vote on things like in, in your states. Like so that's li- the whole a, premise. It's like a little spite move. It's a cunt move. Yeah. It's a total cunt move. And it's not just a cunt move, it's 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 nerve wracking. It's it's like you're forcing these people to to stockpile money. If they want to be in business, they have to take bags of money out of there. Anybody could just rob them at any point yeah. in time, and you know it, and they know it, and so you put them in this situation where they become targets. And it's a really sneaky way of being a cunt. Well, you would think that they would want the money to become part of the system. Of course, everybody well, they makes should. More money. You know, someone's resisting, and they think somehow or another, as they lose ground over and over and over again, they're going to do this one thing that's going to be good and get them back to the, the victory column but it's not there's too much information now it's not going to work anymore you can't do it anymore you can't tell us that we can't do something that's normal and natural there's nothing wrong with pot if you tell us we can't put money in the bank because we sell pot then we tell you what fucking bank what are you talking about who runs this bank Why, how can yeah. you decide what the fuck happens in this bank is the government and the bank connected like what's going on here how can you make this decision it's who owns the money Right, uh, You know, why can't, it, why, why can't someone who's legally making it put it in a bank? What are you trying to pull here? Well, you're doing a business move is what you're doing. You're blocking someone out of business. That's what you're doing. Suppose the, they sell the government, pot, though. Suppose they sell pot and shrubbery. Right. <laughs>
2: so they're, they're making the money. What do you do? How do you, who dictates which money came from the pot? I mean, well, you'll have to have receipts.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> Tom Herrera, Accountant 101. Smart is a whip, joke. <laughs> yeah, that's why, you know, you can't deduct everything. If you deduct too much, the government goes after you. Just in spite, and then they go after your ass. They'll they'll, they'll peek up your ass every four years.
2: Like I remember when before they had to claim stuff, and I was a valet in Brooklyn. I would, we would make so much fucking money. I had a suitcase full full of ones. It looked like I robbed a dollar store. <laughs> it was the greatest. Just, then they, you know now waiters and waitresses have to claim everything. Right. Yeah. But that was a great world in the eighties before it, uh, it all changed.
0: They came down hard on them on tips. Yeah. Did you ever yeah. work for Tips, Joe? Yeah, um, sort of. I, I worked at a car wash. You got paid in tips there. All right. A couple of different places.
1: Limo driver, kind of.
0: Limo driver, yeah, you got tips as a limo driver. But it's, you know, it's not the big part you of it. You never had a waiter, though. No, I never wor- worked as a waiter. I worked as a cook a couple of places. Really? Yeah. Worked as a cook at a Papaginos in Massachusetts and a place called Newport Creamery. That's got to be fucking hard. Cheeseburgers and shit. I was a kid in high school. It's good gig (laughs) everyone was fucking everybody really oh my god there was these hot (laughs) girls that worked at newport creamery and me and a couple other savages these guys (laughs) and uh it was we were all coming into puberty everybody was like 16 17 you know we were all coming into i shouldn't even say puberty we were were becoming uh men young young adults and men and everybody was fucking everybody. That's it was great. like this constant hookup. It was like this, all this gossip. Like you don't think oh, of people she's... working flipping cheeseburgers getting laid, dude. It was great. It's all. we well, it was all high school kids. It yeah. was a complete utter orgy. <laughs> <laughs> it was this the girl who's the fucking uh, worked at the the counter would blow you, and and this and th- this guy was trying to bang everybody, and this guy didn't give a fuck, and this girl fucked these three guys one night. She got hammered. And, like it was craziness well yeah you know, there's a
2: girl at the left factory that really wants to fuck you ew yeah and I told her she last night she's asked me <laughs> last night she's no, asked let's not talk about this on the air <laughs> no no everything's cool okay. I told her you're married and happy and, and love your family so I said
0: leave them alone thank you appreciate it well goddamn you goddamn know. wolves <laughs> they're out there I think it'd be way creepier if you were a chick though if you were a famous chick that a bunch of guys wanted to fuck that would be very unnerving that shit would be unnerving. Amy Schumer? Is that her uh, name, Amy Schumer? Yeah. Oh, the comedian? Yeah, yeah. Were you saying a lot of guys want to fuck her? Oh, well, yeah. Do you want to fuck her? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I yeah. do. Wow. <laughs> it's a weird time for a confession. Uh, I feel better now. got it off my, <laughs> my, my my, mind. Where'd that come from? All of a sudden, you're talking about Amy Schumer. You ever well, you whack one guys, off to Amy Schumer? You, what's that? You ever whack one off to Amy Schumer? No. No? I, I don't, dude. I don't whack off to individuals. Groups. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have like a wall and oh. you have female comedians? So oh. Sarah Silverman, blue singers, Janine Garofalo. Oh, and no, like, oh I'm not oh, Janine Garofalo. Oh, I like
1: women. Oh, the Blue Man Group.
0: Oh, how dare you, Tom Rivera? How
2: dare you? She's a woman. She's the unfunniest. Let me tell you something. I worked in Montreal for fucking years, and one thing she has is balls, and she's a good actress. But I have never seen anybody sucked the energy out of a room that you know how remember the club soda Uh uh-huh and she is so fucking strong a woman but she's so fucking she was so bad that they didn't know what I saw people like trying to think of something funny that happened to them that day so maybe they could smile oh and she died so badly and then and she turns to me and it's like almost in slow motion like a twilight zone she goes Dom did you give me the light I go Janine I don't give lights I'm just hosting the show whatever you want you want to come off she goes no I'll stay I'll stay and fucking die for three more minutes. Oh. It was brutal.
0: Anyway, well, she's a person that she's very smart. Obviously, you know, she's very opinionated. She was a good radio host. She was on that Air America show. She's a snotty fuck. She's very smart, but yeah, she's I think smart. in that in that intelligence, you can sometimes be like really caught up in it and take yourself super seriously, and then when you do, a lot of times you lose your sense of humor. She was so rude to me. I did Mark Marin's podcast in uh, in Austin.
2: And she was on, and she said they were talking about uh, some terrorist thing. And, and I just, I, I said, oh, that, you know, I named the wrong guy, right? I was mm-hmm. just, like, not paying attention. Her and Norton and these people. She goes, is he serious? Is he serious? Like, I wasn't there. Is he serious? I just wanted to <laughs> fucking throttle her. And I just was nice. And when, and when I went on stage with her, I was fine.
0: That's a very Hollywood move of, her. Uh, what? Uh, is he serious? Is he serious? Well, uh, you know, you interrupted their really exciting talk about yeah. obscure shit. Right. Or political shit or, you know, world leaders that they think need to be addressed. Yeah. Uh, people get angry if people are not on the same page, you know? I think it's funny when I talk to someone they, they don't even know what the fuck Twitter is. I think it's funny. I don't yeah. get angry at them. I don't feel like, you don't know Twitter. Like, really? What you know is what you know. I
2: mean, look, I know a lot about sports. You don't follow the NFL like I do. But I would never be like
0: you know come on Joe how could you not know that? The you only know? thing I could see it would be annoying is if you were interrupting. If it was like it was like a really important conversation for them and they thought they were really getting out a good point, and you were cracking some joke about the wrong guy. No, I didn't do that. <laughs>
2: I just was asking, was that the guy? And then that's when she said it was the guy who was the president of
0: Iran. They were talking about. People take themselves really seriously. But I've done that before. I've taken myself too seriously before. Or getting too caught up in an idea before. The point where you, uh, you know, think it's more important than just being a person. Yeah, but part of that is what makes you such
2: a fucking hilarious comedian because your point of view is unobstructed. You just, you are, once you believe in something, that's it. And I like that just kind of commitment to it. You <laughs> know what I mean? I mean, when you, like, the things about the universe and when you get into <coughs> certain things, I don't know how much you really know, but I find it's almost like you, you, you're preaching but not in a bad way not in a, not in a pedantic way but just in a way like holy shit i think that's why you have so many fans cuz you're so fucking strong in your beliefs some more people waver than you
0: hmm um maybe i don't know man when when you talk about things like the universe or just the realities of this strange dimension that we exist in. We have that same particles. thought about Yeah,
2: We have, we have probably the same thought about the Earth's orbit mm-hmm. and we have no control over it. Because I told you that agoraphobic thing that I have mm-hmm. where I will walk onto the beach and be afraid that I'll be sucked into the atmosphere. Yeah. And that's fucking wacky. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like I'd be the first one since the Blessed Mother that ascended into heaven. You know, you're just laying on the beach, all of a sudden I'm fucking shooting up into the sky.
0: That's a weird <laughs> fear. I know, but <laughs> i always I always carry anchors with me to the beach we're so lucky that this is a time where you could go on to just you know space dot com or any i o nine dot com there's a million different websites that could show you these crazy videos of the universe and crazy new things they're discovering oh, yeah. every day. I think this would be a shame to not like take part in the wonder of that all because it's all going on right now and I, the the revelations that these guys are figuring out on a you know weekly monthly and yearly basis are fucking incredible they just took the a, a photograph of a planet and a star i I saw that 60 something million light years away but
2: it's already burned out but we just got the light from it
0: yeah is that true yeah it's already it's already gone in
2: reality but it took so long for the light to get here we
0: just got it that hurts my brain (laughs) (laughs) that hurts my brain when you're looking at a star you're seeing a star that may be already gone well the thing that fucks me up is that there's no end to the universe Because I'm
2: used to an end, like the end of the 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 trail, the end of this, the end of a relationship, some kind of Mm -hmm. fucking end. But there's no end to the immense enormity of space that that blows me away. Well,
0: not only is there no end to it, this is what they're saying now. It doesn't make any sense to me. But they could break. They believe that the universe may be broken down into individual sizes, but then these individual universes exist. In parallel with a bunch of other like infinite number of individual universes so what they think is that this is impossible for me to even understand so I shouldn't even be relaying it but this is as how it's been explained inside every black hole they think is the portal to another universe inside every galaxy is a black hole so when you look out you see a hundred million galaxies what you're seeing is a hundred million universes and each side each each galaxy if you go through the black hole in the sky I don't know. they probably do. And somewhere on that, on those planets, imagine if Tiffany Haddish was the first person to creep into you know, a microphone <laughs> in the universe, Queef. in the whole universe. Quaff. The whole, if maybe that's what the, brings the aliens here. We never thought of that. Okay. We can do that. We never thought of that. Not into a mic, at least. This is truly groundbreaking. This American art form of stand-up comedy. But the so what? What they're saying is, it's like. It's like a fractal. You know what a fractal is? You ever seen like a fractal image? No. A fractal image is a geometric image that as you get closer and closer and smaller and smaller and closer in, you realize that the same image repeats itself over and over and over again infinitely. Uh Um, One of the more fascinating ones is called the Mandelbrot set. Um, Google Mandelbrot set fractal um, video because there's a video where they show how it works. It's... It first of all, it looks like a design. like you just look at it, you look, it's like, okay, it's just some weird design. It looks like a like a i don't know like a logo for a cartoon or something like no. that. like just some weird design. But then as you get closer and closer to this design, it it branches out all along the edges are not smooth, and around the edges are in fact the exact same pattern of the of the, the Mandelbrot set the way it looks on the outside. and then as you get closer in, you see it again and closer in, you see it more. it never ends. It's infinite. Like, what do you got there? Uh, Mandelbrot set. Yeah. You see that thing to the right of it? See yeah. that thing to the right? Uh-huh. That black one? That's the Mandelbrot set. Right. No, no, no. The one above it. Okay. The one above that. The See that one? The black one? Yeah, that's it. The, the black one. That's the Mandelbrot set. It's uh, Fractals are fascinating, man, because they're able to create these things with computers that... You know, didn't exist 50 years ago. And actually, I don't even know when they invented fractals. I think it might have been even more recently than 50 years ago. But the idea behind them all is um, that they're infinite. That as you go deeper into the the macro, into the micro, you, you see that this pattern repeats itself over and over again. This is the best way to describe it. A fractal is a mathematical set that typically displays self-similar patterns, which means that they are the same from near as far. Often they have an irregular or fractured appearance, but not always. Fractals may be exactly the same at every scale, or as illustrated in figure one, they may be nearly the same at different scales. The definition of fractal goes beyond self-similarity. Anyway, what they think is that the universe is like this. I think that inside every, every black hole is a whole other universe. Not only is it infinite, but it might even have its own laws. It may have its own physical laws of movement and weight and gravity and light. And all those things might be different. It might be off. It might be a completely different existence. And then inside those universes are hundreds of billions of galaxies. And inside them, hundreds of billions of infinite new universes.
2: I always think of that when they say, you know, we're searching for a place that has water. So they could have life. But how do we know that there can't be different kinds of lives that don't depend on water? It's it all hurts yeah. my head. It all hurts my head. And that's why I'm a comedian, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. Oh, ah, oh, oh, is this thing
0: on It really does hurt my head when I when I start thinking about that each galaxy would actually be infinite. Like they'll say that even though maybe the, the universe is fifteen billion light years across, it's still infinite. Because even though it, it's it's impossible to measure A billion but, light years Yeah that's 15 bad. billion light years Light travels at 186,000 miles per second <laughs> A billion of that <laughs> And 15 billion I mean that's the idea Is that the Big Bang occurred 14 something billion years ago And from then on It's just been this expansion This slow expansion To what we are today So what club are you working this week? Uh, I'm not working <laughs> I take it I'm going pig hunting Are you really? Are you right? yeah. With calendar? No, no, no. The, the Steve Rinella. We're not filming this. We're just gonna go shoot some wild boars. Are you serious? I'm totally serious. Wow. You got this yeah. whole alternate life, man. Well, um, I'm very excited about this little hunting thing. I've become obsessed. You yeah, should get, no.
1: you should get a GoPro, man. I would really like to see, like, you mm. know, you can get a GoPro that attaches to your chest or your helmet or whatever. Or the rifle. Yeah, the GoPro cool. on the rifle
0: would be the way to go, right? Yeah. You, you see the bullet come out. I wonder if you can do that. Where do you go
2: pig hunting? They
0: they have there's a ranch. We're going to a ranch in they, Northern they, California. They put the pigs out there. And you, no, no, no. They're wild. Oh, they're wild. They're wild boars. Wow. Yeah, they're uh, they're these crazy looking monster animals. You ever they seen a wild number? boar? yeah i've seen, I've seen them well, uh, wild boars are one of the few animals that you can hunt all year round because they have to keep the population under oh, che- okay. in check. if they don't keep the population in check the, the the results are disastrous like perfect example is they opened up a highway in Texas the night they opened it up, there was some insane number, like forty accidents, car accidents where people For hit boars? pigs, really yeah, because they're fucking everywhere. Uh-huh. Texas has an insane amount of pigs, insane amount. And they're they're really out of control to the point where they, uh, they eradicate them through helicopters. They have helicopters, they fly over herds and just gun them all down. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Now, do you eat them? Oh, yeah. Oh, they're delicious. Yeah. They're really good. They're really tasty. And they're, you know, of course, depending on what they're eating. If you get pigs that are near people, you're going to get pigs that, you know, they might be eating some garbage. They might right. get a hold of some people. But if you're having pigs that are living out in the wild. They're sort of, uh, they're omnivores. You know, they'll eat some meat, they'll eat grasses, mm. they'll eat plants, they'll eat vegetables. They eat a lot of things, but they're super lean, and they're, uh, they're fucking mean looking. What is that?
1: Uh, this is a guy named Caleb that I met in Austin, and it, this is his uh, dogs attacking a wild boar that got on his farm, I believe it was. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, this, I don't want
0: to see this, man. I don't want to see this. This yeah. is gross. It's crazy. <laughs> There's one way they hunt them, man. They use dogs and they sick dogs on them, and the dogs hold them in place, then they come along and cut the, th- the pig's throat. Not, n- when I say they, not this, this ranch. Right. They do that in Hawaii a lot, and they do that in um, uh, Texas a lot. They use, uh, they use dogs. The dogs hold the, the pig down, and then they stab them. It's really kind of fucking crazy. I think that uh, shooting an animal is probably the most ethical way to, I mean, period, of ending an animal's life if you're going to eat meat even if you're buying meat that's in a store you're dealing with the fact that that animal was a fucking slave that animal was just sitting around waiting for its death from the moment it was alive but if you're getting an animal in the wild like you're dealing with something that is completely off the grid and then you're stepping into its world for a bit and taking something out of it yeah and eating that and that's going to be your food
1: Yeah, with him the the pigs were attacking his his property, and his dogs found him on his property. Like the dogs were just like walking around, and then the pig attacked the dogs, and then yeah, they'll kill your dogs. They'll kill your dogs. Will they
0: go after a person? They'll kill people. If you have them in a pen, you know that's a real common thing with pigs. By the way, these wild pigs, according to Steve Ranella, even wild boars—it's essentially the same animal. They they can interbreed. They breed back and forth with each other. You know, there's different strains, but they're essentially the same animal. But if you have uh, you keep domestic pigs and you fall in when you're feeding them. Good luck. Really? Yeah, they might eat you. They might just bite the fucking shit out of you. And once they bite you and they find out that they can eat you, they're not they don't care about you. They're going to keep eating you. They're going to hold you down and fucking eat you. And no evidence. Yeah, they'll eat everything. They'll <laughs> eat your goddamn They'll eat your goddamn teeth. They'll eat everything. They'll smash everything up. They're fucking monsters, man. And they taste delicious. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Nothing like bacon.
0: Well, in the in the south they have a lot of uh the wild boars and the domestic hogs. They're like sort of uh uh interbreeding and they're making these giant fucking wild pigs have you ever seen or heard of hogzilla no okay pull up the image of hogzilla you won't even believe this is a real animal they're having these pigs that are like the size of cows like a normal pig you know they get pretty big you know domestic pigs they get pretty huge i Mm. mean i i think they can get a thousand pounds easy yeah but these fucking things are ridiculous look at the size of that so that's a perspective one. There's one where it's hanging upside down. That's not the Hogzilla one either. That's a different different large wild boar. That's it. Holy shit. Yeah, look at that. Okay, that guy's standing right behind that fucking thing. He's not too far away. See, because his foot is parallel to the paw of the pig. So the argument that this is like a perspective shot, I think, fades away because that guy's touching that thing. That's a Big now is there a chance animal. you'd
2: come across one of them? Where you go? No,
0: going? no, no, no. Those are that's like a deep South thing. That's a Georgia thing. They've they've, they've had that in. uh... That I think is fucking freaky, man. I think Georgia's where they've gotten the biggest ones. So that's because <laughs> of a
2: certain kind of breeding they breed them, huh?
0: Well, the the wild pigs and the domestic pigs are breeding, uh-huh. and then uh sometimes if if they get out, they can get really big. I mean, mm. who knows what it could be? It could be that. I'm just guessing, but it could be that someone fucked around with genetics. Look at the size of that thing! Jesus fucking yeah. Christ, Christ, Dom Herrera! That is a huge animal. Don't tell me it's fast too. Oh, they run. They really? run. Oh, they run fast, and they're muscular. As shit, man! Holy they're like shit. they're notoriously tough, but the flesh is really lean Imagine the and wake. really good for you. Imagine the ulgy, the guy who got killed by a pig. It's
2: not the first. People trying not to laugh.
0: I wouldn't. I wouldn't think people would be laughing, Dom. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. So someone lost their life, okay? Look at that thing. Yeah, but to a pig. Look at that fucking pig. You tell me you don't think that pig would take you out? That pig was running after you?
2: Joe, I don't think, I don't know if you know how, limbo, nimble, <laughs> how nimble I am. Well, your tongue is very... Shouldn't have taken that Xanax. <laughs>
0: hmm. Yeah, pigs are giant. They can get really big, real aggressive, and they have, um,
1: what is this? I don't know. <laughs> it's just mixing with the pig photos. It makes no sense.
0: Um, anyway, yeah, so pig hunting, so
2: you that's going what I'm to, doing
0: this weekend. Where are you working? uh Tampa side splitters.
2: Sorry about the shameless plug. No I, worries man I just, won't do that it's again. ineffective.
1: I won't do it again. people per, are you staying at a ranch? Or are you got, uh camping or? no
2: i'm doing i I stayed at the at a hotel.
0: <laughs> oh, are you t- talking to Joe? yeah, yeah, You stay <laughs> at a ranch. Mm. should be fascinating uh, who are you going with? This guy' Steve Ranella. He's going to be on the podcast Friday. Oh, cool! Is he is he an expert on this stuff? Or? Yeah, he's a hunter. He has a TV show called Meat Eater. Uh huh. Have to check it out. Yeah, exciting stuff. What's it on about. Discovery? No, Meat Eater is on like the Sportsman's Network. I think they got so many fucking networks. Do you, that, you know they have a Military Network? Hmm. Yeah, it's all just sh- people keep shooting shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was the uh, <sighs> in the Hitler Network? Well, that's history. That's history. That what they called it. Well, hi- history is all like shitty reality shows now, I mean like Moonshiners.
2: Yeah, but I mean, on the History Channel, they show Hitler more than anything. Do they really? Well, every time I'm, I,
0: I turn it on, yeah. History seems to be more like reality shows now than anything. They're all given up. Yeah. It's almost like you have to have reality shows on. Yeah. If you try to put Nova on every night and fucking science documentaries, people just go click, next, whatever. Yeah. They want to watch some rednecks. Yeah, what's that, Duck Dynasty? Yeah. Have you seen Moonshiners? Is it good? It's the dumbest one of all time. Oh, yeah? It's the most fake, dumbest one of all time. Because cops are looking into the car. Like, they're shooting this from the car. The cop's looking into the fucking car. There's a television camera, and the cop doesn't bring it up. The cop's like, "Uh, so where are you off to? What's going on here? He's looking into the car at the fucking camera, and he's not going, what's the camera? What's going on? What are you doing? And no one says, well, we're here shooting a TV show. That never comes up. No one ever says we're shooting a TV show. So these cops are lying. Everyone's lying.
1: They're all fakers.
0: They're just staring at what the camera. What if they do another take? They probably do. They're fucking selling moonshine. Yeah. That's illegal.
1: If it was moonshine, they would all be arrested. There would be no show.
0: Yeah, I mean, what they're saying is that they have these backyard stills. Right. And that They make moonshine. So I think now what they're trying to do is say that it's uh, it's all fiction and that everything uh, has been legal and nothing illegal. And they're making It's only water in those stills, and it's all just... You know. But why do they even have moonshine when alcohol's legal? Because they want to make their own. They don't want to have to put a tax stamp on it. They uh-huh. want to be, be able to make it super potent. Huh. You should be able to make moonshine just like you should be able to make beer. You can, you can make You get beer. absinthe now, can't you? I think you can get absinthe in like, certain, um, certain uh,
2: dosages. We're in Ireland, and Mitch Hedberg said to me, you know, he, goes, he goes, Dom, he says, I've been sober all day. I go, oh, good for you, Mitch. You know, I love Mitch. And he goes, yeah, because I want to do absinthe tonight and I want to see what it's like from zero to 100. That's, <laughs> so, the only reason he was staying sober was to see how fucked up he got on, you know, like uh, furniture polish, basically.
0: <laughs> this is stuff, furniture polish. It's like alcohol. Absinthe is like Have alcohol. Have you ever had it? Yeah, yeah, I've had it a couple times. It's weird. Is it too strong? It's a weird feeling. It's, uh, it's like a cousin of drunk, it's like yeah. drunk's next door neighbor. It's like you're all partying in the same party, but there's a fence between them. Mm -hmm. No, there's no hallucination. It's just like being drunk. Yeah. It's just uh, a weird drunk. Tastes weird. It's like black licorice-ish. Yeah. I'm not so sure I like it. Did you drink a shot or like a real? (sighs) Oh, I had several. Yeah. No kidding. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had it a long time ago in Canada. That was the first time I ever did it. I never see you drunk. Yeah, I'm pretty smart about that. It's not a good thing to do. No, not really driving well. that beautiful car you have. Well, that I don't do, definitely, but getting drunk, period, in public, doesn't yeah. seem like a good idea, Tom Herrera. We should get drunk at your house some night. You want to get drunk? Is that what you're saying? I want to smoke pot. I told you. Well, let's do it. What we should do well, is... smoke eat. pot in a safe thing. Like- we should get drunk on the podcast, and you should smoke pot as well. That'll be our next podcast. Sounds good. Well, we got a plan. We
1: can do it right now. You got two hours.
0: <laughs> we don't even. We don't even. It's 1:30. Uh, um. And Dom Herrera is not a man who likes to do things impulsively. He likes to plan things. He likes to schedule. I was it talking about events. you last
2: night about what a fucking animal you are. Like, and every, you're just like so like. We he can't just shoot pool with Joe for an hour. It's got to be three hours. Everything he does. I said I feel bad for his wife. <laughs> <laughs> She's got to be tough. I'm obsessive. It's probably not healthy. You got a lot of energy, man. It's uh, yeah.
0: It's, I, I don't see where it hurts you. You got a great
2: career. What the fuck?
0: Great life. Well, yeah. I mean, I think um, being obsessive though can definitely hurt if it gets out of control. Yeah, you know? it's just a matter of channeling like obsessive uh, obsessive thinking or the the tendency to like follow things down to the ground, yeah. chase them down till they're dead. But you've changed, Joe. Like I told you, like, you know the thing about
2: Michael Jordan, where they go, well, he, he, he'd even beat his mother in ping pong, you know, whatever it is, he has to beat everybody and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, you know, there comes a point where he's an asshole, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, not, not that you were ever an asshole, because you never were, but you were so mad at yourself when
0: we used to shoot pool
2: and stuff. Oh, if I missed, yeah. And you, you've you lightened up considerably.
0: Well, I realized a little, somewhere along the way that, that is, uh, that's a, a very faulty way of thinking and that that's all it is. Yeah. It's like being upset because you did something wrong doesn't make the doing something wrong better and and just like outwardly expressing it in fact is indulgent. And the the really intelligent thing to do is to accept the fact that there's this shift in the way you feel because you're upset that something went wrong or whatever. Yeah. But you got to internalize that. And that's part of being a man. And being a, a a spoiled little boy or a, a brash young cocky boy, you, people like fucking get mad, throw things around when yeah. when they when they're upset. You know, if they miss a shot, I mean, I've seen guys in pool tournaments miss a shot and snap their stick on the ground. Well,
2: yeah, I, I play with this guy Harlan Jamison. He owns Bananas, and I don't know if you ever worked at that club. And him in Poughkeepsie. Yeah, Poughkeepsie. Yeah, and, I've done uh, that one. And he, Way back, we'd we'll, we'll be shooting pool, and he was a pretty good player. And he would bang the fucking stick on the table. Bang the stick and I'd go, Harlan, if you keep doing this, I'm out of here. This is like fucking ridiculous. And he did nothing against me, Mm -hmm. but it's just such ridiculous behavior. It's not a man's behavior. It's a child's behavior. I mean, you never did that. You would just get mad at yourself.
0: Yeah. Well, I would just, uh, I would be, I, I would know... It was always a lack of concentration. I mean, there's, there's shots that you miss where you know you just didn't hit it right, but there's also shots that you miss where you know it was a, a fairly makeable shot, but you took it for granted. Yeah. And then you're like, fucking idiot! Oh, you know, yeah. th- those are the angry yeah. ones. It wasn't misses. It was more of lapses of concentration that I was really upset at myself for. But yeah, that shit doesn't do you any good. No. now wasteless energy. Yeah, now I just internalize, or I try very hard to just internalize. But that's... um. That's just a factor of getting older and smarter. Yeah, you hope doesn't happen hope. to everybody. <laughs> I know that's the saddest thing when you find dudes that you didn't talk to in a long time and they've regressed. Yeah, they become more delusional or more complainy. You know, a lot of guys are complainy. You talk to him. You haven't talked to him in a long time. You talked to him in this this overwhelming complaining. Oh, I, I hear
2: that all the time. I got a friend <sighs> who does cruise ships, you know, and he doesn't like it. He's got a family and he does other stuff too, but. He's always fucking whining. I says, listen, man, you're making... I said, look, you see this thing? You see this car? You see this? You all bought, It was all bought through jokes. Mm-hmm. You know how fucking hard some people work for nothing? They can't get shit jobs. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to feel bad for you because you're going to Turkey.
1: You know?
0: <laughs> That's a hard gig, though. Oh, I wouldn't want to do it. The cruise ship's the a hard gig. Stuff. You're right, though. It's definitely better than coal mining. Oh, yeah. A lot of people would be super happy to do it. I love when people go, well, you do the hardest
2: thing in the world. No, I don't. Yeah. But the guy who discovered these, what you were just talking about, the, what were they, the the mirror things? The, fractals? The, fractals. Yeah. <laughs> who, the fuck, who the fuck does
0: that? What kind of mind? Yeah, super smart science dudes that no one wants to fuck. That's what's up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> once, <laughs> they, once they got st- they more time in their hands. Once they start getting pussy thrown at them, their fucking science <laughs> deteriorates <laughs> drastically. You know? This is all, like, you have to have no chance at pussy to be sitting in front of a computer banging this out. Because <laughs> there's some girls out there that would just rob you of all ambition.
2: Whenever I think of No, uh, no Chance of Pussy, I always think of that bit you had. You know, the one that I, the New Rules bit. Uh, but I always oh, think the of the guy. The Smith bit. What was, was the guy's name who she married?
0: He was in his 90s. J. Howard Marshall. J. Howard Marshall. Yeah. No Chance of Pussy unless you're a trillionaire. <laughs> uh, 1904, actually, it was when fractals were invented. I was way off. That's fascinating. That's the, the earliest modifications. Uh-huh. Yeah, who the fuck are those guys? Yeah, we what need kind those of mo- though. I mean, you think about like the things that we knew, use on a daily basis, like computers, all the things we need. I have donors. no idea how any of that works. Not only do we un- not understand how it works, but even if we did, even if we knew exactly how the operating system works, exactly how the memory is stored, yeah. would you? You can never make that thing. You can never build no, it. You can never invent it on your own. So I can't make anything. Yeah, but right. I mean, I'm not even you. I mean, any of us. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating how much of our society relies on things that almost no one understands. I don't fucking understand plumbing. <laughs> I don't understand how you
2: can get the same water pressure on the 10th floor as you have on the second floor. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. It's madness. Yeah. <laughs> it must be a river on the, on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, water pressure is weird. Uh, you ever have... Um, uh like a, a root get into your pipes no you never had that happen uh-uh. i had a root got into my pipes and grew a fucking tree holy shit i mean when i tell you grew this a tree Tennessee right now yes oh my yes God. when i went to colorado and i was gone for a while the uh when you flush the water the uh apparently like there was these little tiny cracks in the pipe uh, from the toilet uh, down to the street. That's it. See that thing right there? That was uh, inside my toilet growing. It looks like a muskrat, so right? Close. Yes. <laughs> it's a, that, is, that is a fucking root. Oh, my God. That's the root of a tree. So it got through, and then because there was all that water in there, it started growing like crazy and, and was searching it, because that's what roots do. They, they, they grow down towards where the water is and suck it out. That's how they get moisture out of the ground. So it cracked my pipe open and grew inside of it. That's real, that's not made up. That image. I mean, if you oh, if you're shit. listening to this, it looks almost like an animal. Well, how do you find that? What's the? Is it on uh, Flickr?
1: Joe Rogan root pipe. Just they put that blend yeah. Blendtec right there. Just
0: Google Joe Rogan root pipe. Yeah, I wouldn't do that because it's filled with poop. <laughs> that, that was fed by poop, poop and peep and water. And that thing grew like a like a weed, like a veritable <laughs> reed. Down, yeah. I don't understand it either. I got a new thing recently um, that it's instant hot water. You know what they're, they're talking They're tankless water systems. So your water goes through this thing, and it instantly turns hot. It doesn't, you don't have a tank of water just sitting around. Getting hot. That would be good for my sits baths. <laughs> <laughs> What's amazing is it, like, say if you're, you never run out of hot water. That's one thing. That's cool. Like You, know, if, like, you got if it in someone, the house now? Yeah, I just got it. Huh. So, like, if someone's using the, the water and, like, if you're, you know, you have a friend that takes a long shower. Well, you go in after that person and you're fucked. You know, you're going to have to take a mediocre-ass shower because there's no hot water left. With these things now, they have it so the water can go through it, and it's always hot. People will be coming over to your house to take baths. That's that's my plan, my up. friend. That's how you get them naked.
1: <laughs> so, is it in one place in the house, or is it like on every single like faucet? There's like a no,
0: no, no. It's where? in one place. It's one one area where the water comes in, and then it regulates it that's out from ass. there. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's one of the weirdest things ever. It's just like how do you wait? What happens? Huh? So the water ends. I mean, it's hot as fuck too. It's not like it's kind of hot. It's kind of hot. No, it's it's boiling hot all the time, right out of the gate. So it's weird. I don't know how the fuck they do Regular it. Regular plumbers put that in, or is that like a specialty? Regular plumbers. Yeah. yeah, it's it's something they put in now. It's a normal thing. And, you know, a lot of people, especially where we live, are going full solar. Because you can go full solar where you don't even have to be attached to the grid. There's enough sunshine in Southern California where you can just have these fucking... That's pretty cool. It's crazy. I had a
2: guy come over last week. Uh, my garbage disposal was down. And uh, he recognized me, right? And uh, not only did he recognize me, he also gave me coupons. I'm thinking, I guess he recognized me because doesn't think I'm doing too well. And then he said, I got to tell you, it's a pleasure to meet you, Mr. O'Hara.
0: O'Hara? O'Hara.
2: How the fuck do you Why get O'Hara? It? And my name's written on it, Irera.
0: He just didn't look that. To... Well, he's just not good at pronouncing things. Maybe Irish. O'Hara, Irera. Yeah, same shit. He could be a little black Irish. I had a woman call me Mr.
2: Irene. Talk about lazy. I, I'll be up there in a second, Mr. Irene, room
0: service. She made a mistake. Don't get upset. Don't get it's upset. It's not worth it. It's I talking like it. About I just t- turned t- into bits, Joe. <laughs> I turned into comedy gems. And do you ever. Oh, come on. What about you? Don't start with me. And do you ever. Yeah, I saw you at the ice house. You yeah, fuck killed. Billy Crystal. That's right. We just said it. Fuck Billy Crystal. Talk about throwing that in your memory bank and splurting it out an hour later. <laughs> Bob, Bob Marley's the nicest guy in the world. Oh man! Billy Crystal giving him the cold shoulder. How dare you, Billy? I know. Must have been his period. Must have some. He's a little
2: smug. I gotta say,
0: that's unfortunate.
2: Yeah, he's had a beautiful career, man.
0: He's fucking smug. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's fucking. It's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure on those guys. A lot of times they crack. Fuck them. They start buying in their own bullshit. I think that's uh, the guys who don't are the guys who keep doing stand-up. Because no matter what, no matter how funny you are or how famous you are, rather, when you get on that stage, you have to be funny. They give you a couple minutes, but you got to be funny. Joe, I haven't been on stage since Friday before last. It's the longest in probably 20 years. Because of being sick? Yeah. Wow. But isn't that true? Like, that's how we do it. Like, a lot of people, folks don't know. Like, if you Every, take, five take a month a off or two months oh, off yeah. or something like that, it feels really weird when you come back.
2: You can't be a wise guy, crack, wise-cracking Italian comedian with a hacking cough. doesn't no. work, you know? That's, that's why I couldn't go on. I mean, I could have made it. I've been on stage with fevers and torn muscles and shit,
0: but the, the cough it fucking did me in. I only had to cancel one gig ever. Wow. Um, as far as, like, a weekend? It was, uh, I think... Maybe maybe when I was younger, I did. But then I could remember, like, as a, like, a gig that I was supposed to fly out to, I, th- I think I was supposed to do the Stress Factory. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure that was what it was. Vinnie Brand. I got the fever. Oh, I, got, did you? I had a flu. Ooh, it was bad. It was, it was one of those ones where it was like on Monday I canceled. I was like, there is no way. Yeah, like, yeah. This is death. Well, at least you gave him that. Yeah, it was bad. Fucking flu that's going around right now is a motherfucker, dude. I've I've talked to some people that got it that like were fine, and then two days later they're in the hospital on IVs. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit.
1: They were showing in Houston that people were like, I think they were up to like fifty people have died from the flu. I'm sure it's old people and babies, but uh...
0: well, you know, if you fuck up, man, that's the thing about like being sick or um, not 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 having a healthy body or healthy immune system. Like, when you're not healthy all the time, like, you pulling all-nighters, you're getting a couple hours sleep before you get to work, you're working all day and drinking coffee, and your immune system is fucking yeah. getting chipped away at. If that is when it enters into your life, like, you can die. Mm-hmm. Like, you can die. If, you, yeah, yeah. if you're if you hungover and drawn out and fucked up, and then, boom, you get hit with the flu, holy shit, you can get jacked. I had so many people, like, bum me out. First,
2: they, like, act like they cared, and they go... Oh, yeah, you know, I said, I said, I think I'm getting better. Yeah, he goes, yeah, a friend of mine had that, you know, last like three months. I said, oh, thanks, you know, it's good. Thanks
0: for cheering me up. Did you tell him his friend's a pussy? <laughs> That's what I'd say. Fucking friends. Your friend's pussy. a pussy. I'm going to be back in two days to smack him. <laughs> <laughs> three months. Get the fuck out of here. What kind of cold last three months? What's well, the- it's not a cold anymore. Yeah, it's an it's epidemic. bronchial asthma. That's what you have now? Do you have asthma? I got something. That's what this thing. Is this discus? I got to inhale it. You know what's good for asthma? Pussy.
2: Stank up, pussy. That too. What? The, med- uh, the marijuana. Weed?
0: my friend. The marijuana See, I wish cool. I could smoke
2: right now, but I just don't know what would happen. I got to freak out.
0: Panic. Yeah. Yeah. You go into a tailspin. We'd have to be that pull I you understand. out of the corner. <laughs> are you allowed to do that with Xanax though? How does that work? If you're taking Xanax, you I ready? don't know because I never. I mean, Xanax is a tranquilizer. Oh, you might you might Sh- stop breathing.
2: You know what Those Xanax feels
0: like?
2: Xanax feels like what you would think normal people feel like. Normal. It's not a high. It's just... I mean, I never take it enough to get high, but it's just like a relaxant, you know? Mm-hmm. You just do some indicas.
0: What's that?
1: indicas the downer or the weed. Like, you know, there's an upper oh, kind of it? weed and downer. So you kind know, there was
0: a... I'm sorry. There was an the article that said that that's bullshit. I, th- I thought that was really interesting. I, I read, That was that. always just pretty established. Oh, really? There you was know, some article that said that... Uh, I don't know whether they're saying that the people that are selling it are full of shit... But they were saying that you, the the two different highs are indistinguishable, and I was like, man, I don't know about all that. Sounds like a bullshit article. Well, it seems like you're not getting high enough to really. You you'd have to do it and get a. It's like a Sommelier can tell the difference between uh, Merlots and yeah. Cabernets, like right off the bat. Right, they can just tell. I can't tell. I don't know what the fuck the difference is. I had, I had no idea there was a, a pot that was a downer. Well, that's what most people think of as for pot. They think of OG Kush. They think of like weed that just makes you chill, dog. It really just makes you just really not give a fuck, just kick yeah. back and just your eyelids get heavy. And then this pot, for me at least, that makes me like really think about shit and really get introspective and break down my life and life itself mm-hmm. and the city and universes and shit like that. That's that to me, whatever it is, whether it's uh, the different cannabinoids or the different strain or whatever the fuck it is, there's a different response I have to two different kinds of weed. Absolutely. But I don't know. I don't mean maybe. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm wrong about it. Maybe I'm wrong about the uh, the way the the mechanism is working. I just know when I get good stuff. Well, what
2: fucked me up was I had no idea that it took a while to hit you. Xanax? No, pot. So when I first smoked, this is why I had such a bad experience. I just kept smoking joint after joint, like, you know, in in, a half an hour. I smoked, like, I don't know, three or four joints. It was just like, you know. Oh, my God. And these guys are going, holy shit, look at him. And I'm thinking, and I did this with Southern Comfort once, and I almost died from alcohol poisoning. Because I just, like, I just, like, you know, it's like getting the crowd behind. Where were
0: you? The pot? Yeah.
2: I was at the University of Pennsylvania. uh, We had an apartment down there in Philly. And just with a bunch of guys fucking around. Whose pot was it? I don't know. It wasn't mine, I, you know. So somebody else brought the pot, yeah. And then you just started smoking up a storm. Well, I had never smoked, and the, and then I just kept smoking, and this was like really like a lot of smoke. You know, I don't know, mean you know, like, and that's why I think I got so fucked up. <laughs>
0: of course it is. Everything
2: like the record. I was watching, this is when their albums out, and I remember watching the record <laughs> revolve and just getting lost in that. You know, <laughs> what was the song that was playing? It was. um Tomorrow Never Knows. It was a, a Beatles song. And turn off your mind, relax, and float downstream. You know that song? hmm yeah. It is not dying, whatever. And, uh, and that was a real psychedelic kind of song. Anyway, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I thought my, my head felt smaller. You know, just everything was weird. Wow. So that's
0: why I had a bad experience. That's why I want to try it again. So did you get paranoid? Yeah, very. Very paranoid. Yeah. And what, like, do you remember specifically what you thought about? Just every, the whole world looked different to me. And see, the <laughs> only time I was ever, I had gotten fucked up on cough medicine in high school. Did you ever do that? I did cough medicine when I was an adult. Oh. I took NyQuil once when I was sick, and it was one of the happiest days of my life. Really? <laughs> it was no, amazing. this was like I drank a whole bottle of Romel RCF. <laughs> Jesus and, fucking, I, I
2: swear tripping. to God. I mean I that was and I think that's why uh, up any kind of upper drugs have, have uh, negative effects on me because of the, that and then I did the pot and so that's why I never did them. I never was against drugs. Well
0: that seems like a very likely scenario. If you smoked that much pot the yeah. first time you did it that is you're going to freak the fuck out. That's that's well, nobody way, told way, me. Way, way. You
2: know, nobody told me they were going, "Wow, look at him." And I was
0: like, "Oh yeah, look, one hit." Yeah. That's all you need. Uh-huh. Just one, just see, that's not lot. even a big one, not even a big one, just a tiny one. Just to, to really feel what pot does, you want a tiny amount of it. Right. That way you distinguish it from regular consciousness, you fuck around with it, get a feel for it, see the, the, the good and the bad about it, and occasionally you're going to push it. Occasionally, you're gonna get two small. You're gonna smoke two hits and three hits. Then you're gonna feel weird as fuck, and you're gonna go, you know, me better back this down. So we back this down. We take it down to one again. Bring it down to one and just try one for a while. Mm. But when people start smoking a whole joint right. or two joints, cr- that's like you've never ridden a motorcycle before and you get on one of those ninjas. Right, right. You know, yeah. just go ahead, gun it. You know, what? Ah! <laughs> you can't do it. But those guys who do it every day can do it. Yeah, It's a similar thing in a way because it's the experience of being really, really high is manageable. Say if you're a guy like Everlast. You know if you get high all the time and you're just a right. naturally cool dude that can deal with shit but if you're a guy who's never gotten high before like that can yeah. fucking be terrible yeah, it was terrible terrifying it was it was terrifying what were you thinking about when you said the world just didn't look the same uh, just the proportions of things look
2: different you know like as if I was as if my eyes were different lenses they, they changed you know for a while and uh, you know I was just getting a a thought in my head, that like even in the song we we keep playing in my head when it was over, you know. Wow. It was pretty heavy. I mean, I guess it was close to a trip, you know.
0: Wow. Yeah, that sounds like what I'd go through every night. <laughs> <Sounds like laughs> a typical day. I went through that in the tank last night. <clears throat> you went to what? I went through that in the tank. Did you last do the tank? Night? Yeah, yeah. I've- Joe, you're unbelievable. You
2: you're so you, you got so many fucking varied interests and all. <laughs> I watched Sports Center last night.
0: That's what I did. But that's I you. Did. We're all different, Dom Herrera. I'm just trying to maintain and not go off the rails into crazy town. So what do I do? I hunt boars and I lie in salt water. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. <laughs> I throw kettlebells around, just trying to keep it together. You got a fight this week? No, this weekend's new UFC. This weekend, I I said I'm going boar hunting. The next UFC is not until the week after that, Chicago I'll on tell Fox. You, thanks again for the
2: Montreal treat. Did you enjoy it? More than enjoyed it. Tammy Pascatelli and I <laughs> what a fucking tr- I mean that guy like the excitement I could just imagine like like the gladiators in the mm-hmm. Roman Empire. Like the excitement in that room when that French
0: Canadian guy walked in. George Saint Pierre, yeah. Oh my god. And then the fight yeah. itself and it was it was great. Yeah, those live events are this there's something special. Like seeing Seeing the UFC live is there's very few things that have as much electricity in the air, so much potential drama, and while the fights are going on, they're so exciting. It's, it's so exciting, sad. and
2: I, you know, you you invited me to a couple of them, and I was so amazed at how classy the crowd is. Mm-hmm. It ain't like professional wrestling crowd. Skate on his face, you know, right, twist right, his other right.
0: eye. I mean, they're like really nice people. They look wild, but they're not. Well, I I always hoped that. um It would go closer and closer towards the ethics of martial arts because Mm -hmm. I think that if you looked at the best guys ever, the best UFC fighters are martial artists from Hoist Gracie, the original, you know, to look at like Liotta Machida or Anderson Silva or George St. Pierre. Silva broke his leg. Anderson broke his leg yeah in the last fight. Right. These guys are martial artists. Like the Anderson bows before every match, Leoto Machida bows, George bows. Like they are they're literally upholding the original right. codes of martial arts conduct. I mean they they are martial artists and those are the best guys. It's not these brawler fuck you spit in your face kicking right, you right. the balls guys. Those guys are not the the the, the, the champions. The champions adhere to this sort of philosophy and principle of, of, of excellence right. that I think you, you kind of have to have. And the, the people that are attracted to that, there's going to be a bunch of knuckleheads in the audience. I mean, it's unavoidable. You get 18,000 people, you're going to get a few dozen crazy people, for sure. There's of no course. way around it. You get it.
2: that in any game, baseball, you know.
0: But overall, I think that what the fighters project, that they project a level of respect and a level of uh, discipline and dignity that uh, the audience... They, I think they take that in. I think they appreciate it. Whereas. When you're watching the WWE, you know that it's scripted. It's it's a wild, crazy event, and it's fun, and it's entertaining, and there's acrobatics, and, you know, those guys, like... The The Rock is a serious athlete. So is Brock Lesnar. He's a serious athlete. Brock Lesnar was pretty successful in the UFC for a guy that didn't have any MMA fights to speak of other than one before he entered into the biggest stage on Earth as a fighter. Wow. I mean, he's a ballsy motherfucker. Yeah. You know, so no disrespect to the wrestlers or anything like that, but one of the reasons why the audience will act like that because they, they could feel that it's not real. It's all horseshit. shit. Yeah. They're, just, they're, they're like trying to suck excitement out of, out of the air. But don't you think there's certain people that re- believe it's real no matter what you tell them? 100%. Yeah. I talked to uh, a guy from uh, Abu Dhabi who was uh, telling me that his friend absolutely believes that it's real and he cannot argue with him that <laughs> it's not. My and doctor, he was so frustrated he didn't know what to say. <laughs> my doctor thinks all professional football is rigged. Really, I go. How the fuck can they get
2: to all these oh, guys? That's
0: hilarious. He says,
2: look, "I'm listening." He goes, "You're going to tell me that you know Brady couldn't throw a pass?" And I go, "I don't know, but how do they get to the center? How do they get? You know, it's like
0: it becomes a point where it's just paranoia. Some people don't like the wool pulled out o- over them, you know, pulled yeah. over their eyes. So they uh, they like to look for." it and everything uh these motherfuckers are all in together yeah right after ufcs all the time i'll get tweets like yeah you know it's a fucking fixed fight yeah that was a bullshit fight that fight's fixed and you know it well fights can be fixed i mean they certainly I mean, can. can
2: fights can be fixed basketball games with mm-hmm. reps or, or a guy who misses foul shots at the mm-hmm. end you know but when you get to a whole fucking football team it's 22 guys
0: plus mm-hmm. reps I mean, you know come on well, the thing about basketball is, you—I uh, mean—they th- have absolutely proven that referees have been involved. Oh yeah, they've—they've—they've they've, they've proven that they've shaved points. Yeah, they've yeah. proven that people have done. No, some there, was shady a, things. there was a guy who just got out of jail for that. Yeah, the referee, right? Yeah, and I had a friend who, um,
2: who was a ref. They did this. I thought it was so classless. They would get first class tickets and and sell them back, get cash them in, and get coach tickets and, and pocket the
0: money. Huh. That's, that's kind of fucking low life. That's you know? kind of sleazy. Yeah. That's, you know, it's not living your life either. What are yeah, you doing? Yeah, first class. Fuck it. <laughs> you know, you didn't have the, the ticket before. But I think you should be allowed to do it. I don't see a problem with it. I feel like uh, if you're the one who uh, wants to sit and coach and you, want the, you would rather have the money, I feel like you should be allowed to do that. I just think it's a lack of class, so. It's a little sleazy. But no, you know what? I take that back. I don't even think it's uh, a little sleazy. It's like... Take, some people like to I be take humbled. They want with you, Joe Rogan. How dare you, Ira? They uh, some people don't mind, Coach. What if he's a little tiny guy and he gets a window seat and he just kind of curl up? I mind, Coach. You do? You fuck. do? Oh, I don't. See, say coach. so it's, for you, it drives you crazy. My feet can't referees. go back there anymore.
2: Can't do it. It's the only thing about. I, I just don't give a fuck. I always fly for. I paid more for my ticket to Australia than I made. <laughs> i did
0: i did I, I worked two weeks i made less money uh, i just didn't give a fuck i wanted to fly first glimpse. that's hilarious that's hilarious that is a, a total Damirero move <laughs> oh my agent gets such a kick out of it oh that's so funny well that's uh, but again i hate to say this but that it really is why you're so funny still it's like you, there's a you know we were just talking about it the other day me and tripoli we're talking about how uh, a lot of comics that we liked back when we started, you know, they kind of sort of drift away from it, yeah. you know, like even the greats, like look at Steve Martin. He doesn't do stand up anymore. Yeah. He stopped a long time ago. Yeah. You know, Robin Williams, like will occasionally do stand up, you know, but you think about the the people that you uh, really admired back then. It's not that many of them that are like really active still. Yeah. But the ones that are like a lot of times they change radically. Like their acts change, they st- they kind of drift away from whatever it was that made them good. They just sort of get this weird sense of complacency or something like that. I don't yeah, know what happened. And also, you they they
2: run out of juice, you know. And run out I mean, exactly to me. I consider myself the oldest young comedian. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really don't feel old. I feel young, and I feel and I'm lucky that I hang out with guys a lot younger than me. I I'm, I, I absorb that energy. You know what I mean? And, right. You know you included i mean it's just that uh, i i love being around that because i I find that not to put my
0: generation down but a lot of them are fucking bitter and bitterness goes nowhere yeah exactly it's just like like the unnecessary anger yelling out and smacking your stick on the ground yes internalize it figure out what is it that makes you bitter you're unhappy with your success well do something about it you know i mean uh, barring your your physical health and unforeseen circumstances that can't be controlled, most people have a little leeway room for improvement. And the bitterness is not fucking helping you. This this fucking guy, you tell me this guy deserves a sitcom? I tell you, this guy, I middled for him in Cincinnati. He could not follow me. Yeah, remember Pat Cooper? yeah comedian
2: he, yeah he, he, he was thinking you know i like the guy but he's you know he's really angry yeah and he's telling me he's trying he's thinking i'm too stupid to realize what he's doing he's going he's fucking kids today these cocksuckers they got five minutes they got a sitcom i've been around 40 years but you're a good kid i you know he throw like that like that's supposed to keep pique my interest <sighs> and I, I don't have a fucking sitcom i go well maybe that should tell you something <laughs> you know, maybe you're not right
0: that guy was an interesting guy is he still around yeah, I mean, he can't hear anymore, so it's kind of tough. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, he used it. to go on uh, stern and rant and rave. Oh yeah, and go fucking crazy and yell at people. I'm just like, oh my god! Like, listen to him get wound up. But there's there's an element of sadness in it, you know? Yeah, it's an element of. Uh, it burns a lot of bridges. Some those guys. Yeah. He got mad at the
2: sopranos you know what, the what fuck? did he
0: get mad at The sopranos for
2: i don't know they didn't give him big enough parts or some shit uh, they didn't get you know whatever it was it's like you know i mean i love that rite of passage for italians that uh, we were all supposed to be in the sopranos what the fuck they only got they got a
0: cast of like 20 people there's a lot more italians you know well i think there was a lot of people in that show that also had not really done a lot of acting before like stevie van Zant, little steven from yeah, the bruce springsteen yeah. band and and uh, Steve Sharippa, our friend, yeah, who- I mean
2: our buddy. But what, what it was, Joe, it was they were they they had a core of real actors, and they had types, right? And some of the types, like Steve, developed into real good actors, you know. But I mean, the, that's what the show was. It was the core of Edie Falco and Candace and. Michael Im- uh, Imperioli. Imperioli yeah. Those guys. And, that, and then they that's the way they cast it. Yeah, but
0: the, I think what the appeal was, one of the appeals was that these people that were in these peripheral roles that really shined and benefited from it greatly, like our friend Steve Sharippa, Steve was not like an experienced actor. He no. was booking the Riviera when we met him. Yeah. He was a great guy. I fucking uh, love that guy. Uh, yeah. But he He's went from doing too. that to being a really successful actor. Boom, yeah. like that. But a hard and, worker too. he he capitalized on it and he you know well he's smart steve's a very smart smart. guy so but my point is that other people saw that and go look this fucking guy he was over here. he wasn't even fucking doing this and he said it could have been me if i wasn't with tommy i could do such a much much better detailed job with that role (laughs) forget about it so much in that role i was i sounded like a little bit of quincy i was like half italian and i was half quincy You left your fingerprints. <laughs> <laughs> now you sound like Dice. Yeah, that was Oh! Nice. <laughs> I'm morphing. I'm a bunch of fucking characters. Over the top. Oh! Speaking of Dice, I saw Blue Jasmine. Did you see Blue Jasmine? No. The new Woody Allen film? Uh-uh. Woody Allen fascinates me, man. He's, oh, yeah. he's fucking fascinating. He's the reason I got into stand-up. Really? Yeah, when I was a little kid. Um, he's, he makes a new movie like basically every year. You know, and they're, he writes them all himself, and they're fucking good. This Blue Jasmine was a good movie. I'm, I, he's one of the guys. I mean, I think he's a creeper for sure. I mean, that whole thing with his daughter was just, I don't, I don't want to judge. I'm trying to be a nice guy, but I don't think he looked at her as a daughter. I I don't know what happened. Whatever, whatever. I'd have no idea. You know
2: what? Like, you gotta gotta admire him for. She's not even hot. So you can't, you can't say he left his wife for a hot young chick. She's fucking homelier than his
0: wife. Oh, I guess, but she's young. It's different. Um, anyway, you you're distracting me. me. Yeah, what was I saying? Woody Woody Allen. Oh, so his movie. So I saw This Is How I Got a, My Woody Allen Resurgence. I saw Midnight in Paris. Did you uh-huh. see that one? Yeah. It's fucking good. It's a good movie. So it's, interesting. Yeah. You, you know what you got to see
2: though, some of the old Love and Death. Mhm. Check it out because it, the fucking jokes are hilarious.
0: Well, I I think I have seen it. I think Wait, I saw it a, a Russian, long... About the French Revolution, Fre- the Russian-French War? I don't remember what it was about. Oh. I saw it a long time ago. I saw Sleeper. I saw um, uh, Annie Hall. Yeah. I've seen a lot of his Sleepers, older work.
2: York, or your Gasmatron. In, uh, in Love and Death, uh, Napoleon says to Diane Keaton, he goes, how, how do you think of me as a man? She goes, I think it's your best bet. <laughs> 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 these these kind of jokes. <laughs>
0: Oh, what a great line!
2: Uh, line after line, no, another one. He's your best bet. I think your best bet is being a man. She goes, uh, You have beautiful skin. She goes, "Yes," and it covers my entire body.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Midnight in Paris was really good, and what's interesting about it is that Owen Wilson plays Woody Allen. Oh wow Woody Allen can't play Woody Allen anymore Yeah yeah He used to get the So ch- Owen w- Wilson Is acting oh, like Woody Allen Always oh, doing that Like that. You know, Great, this great. Is, uh, Well he's not going New York-y He's uh-huh. not going All uh-huh. the way Brooklyn But he's basically That guy This yeah, sort yeah. of nebish like Like his wife Is fucking around on him It's always in, in Woody Allen's movies Someone always Is having an affair Right under somebody's nose And there's chaos And you find out Well you You were fucking This guy right in The other room right, right. I mean <laughs> Get over it It's not that Big a deal, like the way that people behave <laughs> yeah. is almost like as if he wishes that that would be how people would behave at all sexual indiscretions. Right, it's almost like he's flavoring the yeah, world yeah. with uh, this dialogue. To get him off the hook. What's it? Yeah, because it's a very unnatural. Like the the anger and reaction these people have. It's like. Everything is real except when it comes to like real emotions dealing with loss or infidelity. Like, then it becomes like, well, get over it. I was right there. <laughs> right. You, you had to know. I didn't know. You know? Okay, Harry, I was cheating. You know, it's like one of those things, and the guy's like, I can't believe this. And he leaves, but it's so unrealistic. It's like yeah. everybody's like, whatever, get over it. But in Blue Jasmine is another one the, the, the uh, Alec Baldwin character. I don't want to give a spoiler alert, but the reason why I brought it up is Dice is really good in it, he's really good. He plays. This I heard
1: it was good, but I heard it was really short. Like, um, like, like, I like him. Short. That's the reason why he didn't probably get any awards because it was probably too oh, oh, short. His, his thing was short. the movie was too short. No, no, no. His role, his role like like he should have had a bigger part in it.
0: Longer. No, no. I think it was perfect. Yeah. I mean, it was a complex sort of a role. It was it was believable. There was a lot of there was a lot of good acting in that goddamn movie. Kate Blanchett, the one woman who's the lead, is fucking sensational. You know Sean Penn.
2: Yes. Yeah. He said to me one night we're at the Improv, and he's got a great memory for comedy. He said and he remembered an old bit, and he, he starts telling me about it. And I go, "All right, if we're going to talk about comedy, you got to tell me what it was like to work with Woody Allen." He said, "I'm glad you asked me that." He gave me one note the whole film. I said, "What was it?" He goes, "That last scene you did, uh, nothing was right. That was wow. the note. That's the only fucking note he had. Nothing you know, only was direct, right.
0: Nothing, nothing in that scene was right." Wow. Yeah. Well, he's a master filmmaker. He's just a weird guy. He's a, he's a genius, he's master a filmmaker. Genius. This he, Blue Jasmine movie is fucking
2: really good. I'd have to say he's the best writer, and and then Larry David for mm-hmm. comedy. To, well, in, in my in my opinion, you know, you mean like joke writing or
0: TV just comedy writing, TV writing. writing. Just, comedy. just comedy movie I mean, and film. Well, Larry
2: obviously has not
0: made the graduation to to film like what he what he did. He shouldn't. His stuff is so good and curb your enthusiasm. Just don't fuck with it. Yeah. Leave it right there. Du- 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 let him do whatever the fuck he's doing. Uh, let him make that exactly how he's making it. Don't w- touch it. Leave w- it alone. I watched a Seinfeld
2: episode last night that with the man's ear. Mm-hmm. The bra for men. Remember right, that one? Right. The, the bro. <laughs> and I, I had a prostate exam, and I, when, I, when I was going to pee next, it was going to be blood. Right, right. It was really fucking like I was. It was really like fucking horrible. I was like lightheaded and shit. And Jerry was on the phone telling me about the fu- about this episode before it happened, and we were fucking crying, laughing. Just the idea of Jerry Stiller's tits made us laugh for fucking five minutes.
0: What is that? I'm confused. What has to do with you peeing blood? Oh, because
2: I didn't. I I didn't want to laugh. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I, kind of, oh, I I didn't oh. explain it right. I didn't want to laugh. I come back from the hospital. I'm in this bad, bad mood. I'm fucking lightheaded and all pale and shit. And we start talking and he starts telling me about this fucking... Anyway, it just reminded me of it because I saw the episode last night. And it's so fucking brilliant. You know, the way he... Yeah. he, like, Like, say Everybody Loves Raymond, which was like a really standard, like, good quality sitcom. They had an A plot, basically. Maybe a B plot. Seinfeld had ABCD. You know what I mean? Just ridiculous. Like... Kramer hits a golf ball and it goes into the whales, the the blowhole. And, you know, like, do you know what I mean? Like, Uh everything is connected. And how he did it was fascinating. And 22
0: minutes and clean. Yeah. No, Larry David's a genius. Yeah. But uh, his best work is Kirby Enthusiasm, in my opinion. Seinfeld's really good, but Kirby Enthusiasm takes it to the one where he uh, had the water bottle in his pants. I don't don't want to tell the the whole story. (laughs) The hooker
1: and the carpool. I I can't
0: even tell you the stories. Well, you uh, know, that came out of Larry. I don't want to spoil them.
2: That came out of Larry not getting enough credit for Seinfeld. I really believe that. Because everybody would get credit. George got credit for playing him. And, you know, Jason Alexander is a terrific actor. But he was so much in the background, he thought, fuck this, I'm doing a show. And he had the power to do it.
0: You know, he put up his own money for that. Jason Alexander is a weird one. Because nothing's really clicked for him since doing that show He was so fucking good too He was so good on that show Yeah And now he's taken to wearing a hairpiece I
2: know And you know I saw the one last night where he he wore a hairpiece On the show as a joke As a joke But now
0: he's wearing one in real life That's sad It's like, I don't know. Unless you're
2: going to do it like Carl Reiner did, where you just take it off sometime and wear it like it's a
0: hat, (laughs) which I think is funny. Because he's not trying to fool anybody. Well, he's not trying to fool anybody. He can't, because everybody knows (laughs) that he was already bald, and I think he just likes the way it looks better, which, good for him. But why are you worrying so much about what you look like? It's a little weird. I say just wear a hat or don't wear anything. It's not like it affects his performance in some way. Like, if growing your hair made you smarter somehow... Like imagine if like hair was like muscles, like the bigger your muscles get, the stronger you get. The longer your hair gets, the smarter you get. Well, I could get wanting to have more hair. Yeah. (laughs) And if you could wear a toupee that would make you smart. (laughs) Imagine if people were that that simple that you just had a fiber optic toupee and you put on, it would mimic the effects of having a full head of hair as far as your intelligence goes. Or grow it even further. Well you, but
2: never, if it, well, you remember what goes on with the ego of these guys, you yeah? Know? Yeah, and yeah. J- Jason was, I remember being on that set, and he was
0: upset because he never won an Emmy. Oh, God. And he won Grammy Awards. Dude, I was on a set of news radio once, and everybody was complaining. It was so dark. It was like everybody was bummed out because our ratings were down, and it was... You know, it was like, God, we can't get on Thursday night, but this show goes on right before Friends or right after Friends and blah, 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 blah. And I remember thinking, like, we're on a sitcom. Oh, yeah. You know how lucky you you are to be on a sitcom? And it's a really funny one, and we're not appreciating it as it's happening. Like, right as it's going on, we're wishing we were number one right? instead of whatever the fuck we were. We weren't doing well. Like, news radio never did well. It didn't do really well until it was syndicated. They didn't know how to use you at all news radio yeah. did oh i got right. some great parts on news i radio. think they
2: i think you they, they could have used you more
0: oh i that's very nice of you that's just because you love me i think they used me the perfect amount and when you consider the fact that we had so many characters i mean yeah. there's andy dick vicky lewis stephen root candy alexander phil <coughs> hartman dave foley mora tierney i mean yeah, holy fucking shit yeah that's a lot you're right. there was an eight person cast a lot of fucking people a 22 minute show and you're bouncing everything back and forth and you got two well three monsters on the cast you got Phil Hartman who's a monster Dave Foley a monster and Andy Dick was a monster so those were like their go-to guys for like carrying scenes and big moments and you know I would come in with something wacky on occasion I would have some wacky thing that I would do I thought they were great about divvying it up the one who got the slight in my opinion is Candy Alexander the black chick that was on the show Uh uh-huh She's a badass actress, man. That girl is a powerful, strong actress, and I just don't think they ever really totally got her. You know, I, I don't think she had enough roles where it was like, but you know, a bunch of white dudes from Harvard, <laughs> you know, yeah, right, right for this sexy black. What's the shit.
2: baseball show you did right before that?
0: Hardball, that Hardball. piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, but that was cool. You got it right away. I got lucky. That's for sure. The two things that were the, the luckiest that I ever got was uh getting hardball and from getting hardball getting news radio. You know, the Fear Factor thing was uh more of a response to not wanting to be in the acting world anymore. You know, when I took Fear Factor for the money, A but also B because I knew it wasn't a, I didn't I wouldn't have to deal with actors. I wasn't gonna have to deal with scripts and the creative aspect of bad comedy because you go from a show like news radio which is a really good show try finding another really good show good yeah. luck oh i know i've, been, I've been on them I, and i read from some. they were just it was painful they were bad They just clumsy and clunkety. joe so i got fired from a show that was written for me
2: <laughs> and i couldn't
0: play, and the guy that was so
2: and, and you know i was so happy when it went down in flames because it was so bad they hired like this real actor, this guy Dan Hedaya, and he couldn't make it work. And it Dan just,
0: Hedaya, why do I know that name? He was
2: the father in Clueless. He was Sheriff's father in
0: Clueless. Oh, wow.
2: Hmm. But uh, would you do another sitcom? Yeah, definitely. If
0: Paul Sims was going to do another sitcom, the guy who made News Radio, was do, I almost did another one of his. I'd, I'd love the, to I'd, work with you, man. I did a pilot of a, a show called um, Overseas it was a pilot i played like some guy that was in some other country for some strange reason i got stuck over there and so was... yeah but uh um, he's just a brilliant guy He's just such an out-of-the-box guy i know there's other out-of-the-box guys out there you know yeah like, i think the guy who uh what's his name dan Horman, the guy who makes community like everybody's saying the community is just like a hundred times better this season now that he's back that he's back and Chevy yeah. chase is gone yeah you Chubby chase yeah that was the other thing um He's a uh, happy-go-lucky guy, huh? Yeah, he doesn't seem so, huh? <laughs> no. What's the guy's name? Um, the, a- the, the the Soup? Uh, Joel McHale. Yeah. Joel McHale. Yeah. Sorry. Great guy, too, by the way. I, I feel like a dick for not remembering your name, but I blame the weed. Uh, Joel McHale was on Opie and Anthony, and he was talking about Chevy Chase, that he just really didn't want to be there. How do you get insulted at your own roast? You get insulted. A ro- <laughs> it's a roast.
2: Yeah, they're going to say things that it's supposed to hurt your feelings. Uh, exactly. That's why you don't get a roast. Do you, yeah. do you like Brad
0: Stone? Do, you do like- I
2: like them? I liked them when I did them. You know, I did them in the... Uh with those, like, the real old guys. I was, like, the young kid, and it was Milton Berle and all those guys in the 80s. And I liked them, because they were, like, the real originators of the roast. Now, how how much can you talk about how big Chloris Leachman's cunt is? You know what I mean? It's like, how How often did... does that come up? Is
0: that, like, a big part of roasts? Yeah. yeah. And now for the <laughs> mandatory, actually, how big is Cloris Leachman's actually, cunt? Actually, it
2: came up joke. about fucking 20 times when, when, I, when I went to see... Um, uh pamela anderson roasted i think it was oh or no it was, maybe it was her or Sagitt, i forget i always get those two mixed up and uh they just relentlessly did the same fucking joke you could drive a car into pamela anderson's cunt and
0: this is that you know it was like oh that's so not true i've seen that video the Tommy Lee video <laughs> it's not yeah you it's could a tiny little thing it's yeah not big at all what kind of cars are you driving? I can't jerk yeah. off to a video like that. No? no. not Does Like stick too
2: big? Well, no. Just a married couple that I, I don't want to. Oh, that's so sweet. I want to see people that are, you know, like out of this world. Mm-hmm. Not real, real people. Like our prostitute friend. I haven't been with a prostitute in a while. How long? A couple days? But uh, What time is it? <laughs> no, I, I took blood pressure medication about two years ago, and it made me, like we were saying, made me less
0: Italian and more Irish. Do you think that you would ever uh, be into doing something to radically change your health? Like if someone, if you took on like someone who told you what to eat, get, worked you out every day, Put you through the paces and got your body into a, a better shape, better condition, and actually <laughs> got you How the fuck I it. get in better shape, Joe? See, it's almost impossible. I mean, you're at the top. I like an Olympian. But I feel like it. we're going to like, we could, we could polish could, it up a little pol- bit. You could fine tune it. Fine tune it a little bit. <laughs>
2: a little no, bit no where I am I'm, I'm totally fucking pleased with yeah. I love having a gut
0: <laughs> because I got something to rest my hands on when I'm thinking you have my favorite <laughs> you have my favorite line ever when it comes to uh, b- being gay and being in the closet <laughs> you, you go I wish I was in the closet just so I could come out that's how little I give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> that was just I, a line for yeah, the show I never yeah, did that on stage he said I wish I was gay just so I could come out of the closet <laughs> Something exciting
2: Look at Todd Glass He got more press on that Fucking Ellen It made her career Well
0: I'll tell you what When Todd Glass Came on the podcast He really That is the first time I had talked to him In person Since uh, he came out I guess you're supposed to say Yeah He seemed so relieved Yeah yeah And he was so relieved That he could come on the show And we got barbecued He was so relieved That we could all do that together And uh, be giggly and silly And yeah. he wouldn't have to worry About feeling like He was being attacked or, right. or that he was hiding something That's a big thing For those guys man Yeah yeah Or for those girls Or anybody who's hiding something like that yeah, you know no one should care man no one should care you should be able to tell people that you're into dressing like a girl you should be able to tell people that you like f- to fuck guys you should be able to tell people whatever the fuck it is Who it doesn't would make matter
2: your fucking girl than you or i you me you, i would be i would be ugly. <laughs> my fucking jaw you would be a little bit uglier than me as a yeah girl. Little a little bit a little bit more confused. you would be a little bit hotter chick than me that's what i like to think of
0: it but uh, like, if i was gonna go to a, 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 a girl to get a hand job I might go to you. Uh, soft I, hands. I would think, yeah, soft hands. You got the lips, too. There's a lot of like, there's a, I'm not blowing anybody, though. That's where I draw the line, even if <laughs> no. I was a gal. Not even with condom? But if I think, no. if blowing someone with a condom is just like fucking shaking their hand through a window. You know? Come on. What's going on there? You know, you know, you put your hand on the glass, you're not really shaking hands. You know? Someone's just going up and down on your dick when there's a condom on it. I'm like, what is that? That's some no. strange, weird barrier between you and pleasure. And we need that because people have diseases in their mouths and their dicks. Bleah. We're gross. <laughs> people are gross or fucking gross diseases. There was this hooker. She's a porn. I love the
2: porn star fucking theory. Like everybody, take you know, you know they never say, they say just he's a working actor. They don't say he's, right. a, he's a star. He's not a star. And then, anyway, she came, up to me, she came up to me at the comedy store, gave me a hug. Then she Facebooked me, but my ex-wife does my Facebook right and she wrote I don't, did i tell you yeah this? you did tell me okay so go, uh <laughs> she, she came after me she said she would well, she wanted to exchange sexual favors for uh w- comedy wisdom and my wife and said you know she she goes who is this? my ex-wife she goes who is this fucking nut i just ripped it up and threw it out no yeah. she, go, <laughs> she goes she sounded like a whore i go but that's the good thing yeah. right your anyway, ex-wife she,
0: doesn't know you very well.
2: <laughs> no. Anyway, she did get in touch with me. Yeah. And, but you know what? She was so fucking annoying about comedy; it turned me off. Really? Yeah, because she wanted way more comedy than I wanted anything from her.
0: Well, you know. when someone and then I saw her
2: in a lesbian video,
0: when Sorry. someone wants to g- learn how to do comedy, there, you know, there's a few things you could tell them, but there's very few. Yeah. The real thing that they need to do is go on stage, go on stage a lot, and and chop it down yourself minimize the amount of words you use, maximize the impact of those words, figure those things out and fi- find out what it is that's funny and unique about you. Listen to yourself. There's a few things you can tell someone. When they want to go over individual bits with you, they basically want you to write their act. And yeah. that happens to a lot of boyfriends. I mean, that's a, it's, it's, a, it's a joke that I've heard used on several different comedians that are female that wind up dating men that are also comedians and yeah. the men start writing their acts. I mean, we know guys who have done it. It, it happens all the fucking time. And, you know, that's not as fun. That's yeah. that's that's weird. That's a weird... G- but it's... See, but then there's cases like Tom Segura and Christina Pazitsky, where I'm sure they go over bits with each other, but they go over bits as peers. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Tom's not rewriting her act. She's not rewriting Tom's act. They're both hilarious. That's very rare, yeah. Yes, but that's ideal. You know, like, that's why I love when something like that happens, because people always like to use that, uh, that thing, like, that standby cliche that two comedians can never be husband and wife and and be happy two people that are you know in the same position the same sort of occupation they would just wind up fighting each other tom and christina get along great and they're both fucking great they're both really funny people they're like you see them together they're laughing together and they're always laughing with each other and like they enjoy each other's company and they're both really good it's so rare when you see something like that. It's so awesome to see. Yeah, I think see. that's the aberration. I don't think it's normal. But it's possible. It's, it's possible. It's yeah. totally possible. That's what I like. But I that, like
2: that it's possible. That ruined my marriage. Yeah. The competition, yeah. Because like I was getting hired for Saturday night live like 1980 and I got like three episodes. It's a long
0: story. It's not even worth it. You sound like Brian Callen right now. <laughs> oh, do I really? No big deal. <laughs> I just like the greatest comedian <laughs> of all time. <laughs> oh, no, no, I didn't mean Sean it like Pan that. that.
2: <laughs> I just meant the story was too I meant the story was actually too long. But anyway, she would come. I'm, I'm not on the fucking show. And I'd come home. She goes, Did you mention me to I go, I'm oh, not. I said, no. I didn't Mention you. I don't even have a fucking voice. Oh, I don't even have an God. agent.
0: You know, so that was, that really kind of ruined a lot of things. Yeah, that's rough. Ooh, did you mention me? I had a friend who uh, got a part and his girlfriend started crying immediately and it's like when is something gonna happen for me oh no it was it was so it was so uncomfortable to be around yeah that's it was, it was she was doing it like in front of me and i was like okay uh she was crying in front of you oh yeah yeah he 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 goes guess what i got the part Oh, and shit. she starts crying like when is something gonna happen to me i think for some people they're just not cut out for the pressure of of like trying to audition and go after things. Like one of the things that people point out is how crazy actresses are and actors are. But I think one of the reasons why they're so crazy is not just that they came here crazy, but that the process itself is so terrifying and mind numbing and obsessive because it's so difficult to get cast in something. So difficult when you're competing against thousands of other people on a daily basis for a limited amount of roles, and every and you're you know you're barely getting by, and then you finally do get something. I think all those years and years and years of rejection, and yeah. I think it could really fuck with people's heads, man. Oh, yeah, it's really bad. Especially when they're already a little bit insecure, they're already a little bit nutty, they're already maybe possibly a little bit depressed, maybe a little bit chemical, you know?
2: Yeah, I just never felt like anybody else's success diminished me. Like, I don't think because Eddie Murphy got 48 hours that if he didn't get it, I was going to get it. Right. You know, I just never thought like that. You no, know,
0: you never did. You never had, and you've never had, like, this uh, this weird resentment that a lot of people have towards uh, people that they have no relation to. Yeah. You know, look at fucking this guy, you know, Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans thinks no. he's a motherfucker. Damon Wayans ain't got shit. That's why you did. Oh, Damon yeah. Wayans. You know, why? What do you care about Damon Wayans? Is he in any way affecting no. your path? I mean, no. look at
2: your career. You you have the you have such. I mean, such a unique is, is redundant, but I mean, you're like I could never fucking announce this, the the fights like you do. You you you're an expert on that shit. There's no competition. Your stand up and mine are so different. To hopefully, the only end result is they're both funny. But yeah, I, I,
0: we're both very lucky. You know, we're both very lucky that we figured out our, our our path in life. You know, I just I'm I'm in a weird spot where I'm extremely lucky because I like to do a lot of things. Yeah, and I get lucky that there's a, a job for those things. Like, if the UFC didn't exist, I would watch exactly. I mean, if the job rather, right. me being the commentator didn't exist, if they just we just watched fights live and no one ever talked about it, I would still be doing the same thing. I'd be doing the exact same, almost. Yeah. I mean, I, would, I certainly wouldn't be breaking it down for a broadcast, but I'd be watching every single one of them. Right. I'd watch everything. I'd watch them live if I could. I did before I even worked there. I just we, got super lucky.
2: You can hear how happy you are doing that. You can hear it in your voice. You love it.
0: Yeah, I do enjoy it. It's fun. But I'm, I'm just lucky. I'm lucky there's a lot of cool shit to do in the world, yeah. you know? Martial arts is just one of many cool things. I mean, I could probably learn new things forever and ever and always be excited. Like, skateboarding seems like it'd be fun. I just started learning how to ski. Skiing is fun. It's exciting. Yeah. I mean, I bet it would be really fun to learn how to play an instrument. You know, if I yeah. had more time, I'd probably pursue that. I started doing archery recently. I got these targets. I set them up in my backyard. I bought a, a, a Bowtech Experience. 60-pound pull, compound bow. Oh. oh, dude, it shoots things like a laser beam. It's amazing. Come on over. Please Come hide on over. Now. Let's have a bow party. Please hide <laughs> those from the kids. <laughs> they can't touch it, and they can never pull it back in the first place. Oh, the, really? the arrows are locked up, and oh. the, the bow is so incredibly difficult to pull back. Yeah. 60 pounds, like a grown man like yourself. Not like me, of course. Ugh, wow. wow. I could just pull that bitch back. Is that for real? The really strong guys actually use a 70-pound bow guy in here yesterday was probably 20 pounds lighter than me, he actually uses a 70-pound bow. So he's used a bow that's 10 pounds uh, stronger than mine. But I'm just learning how to do it now. I'm not really concerned with it being like the fastest bow in the world. I just enjoy hitting targets. I have these um, uh, rubber um, squares like set up at different parts of my yard, and I get up on this little platform in my yard. I get the dogs out of the yard, and I, I shoot arrows. Yeah, sounds it's fun, fun, man. It's really exciting. It's like when you hit a target that you want to hit, like whatever reason, you know, your 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 body goes, Ooh Yeah it's, it's more exciting than shooting a basketball into a net. Like basketball into a net's always been exciting, like playing a horse, like three points, whoa. But but a fucking fifty yard bullseye with an arrow, there's something like it goes to your DNA. It's some Robin Hood shit that's left over. You
1: could throw some watermelons in the backyard. That sounds fun too. Yeah, but watermelons are food. I don't want to waste food. I, I feel guilty.
0: Can't be wasting food, but I'll fuck up a squirrel that I catch slipping. <laughs> I'll eat a
1: squirrel that I catch from my backyard. What do you think about that? That rhino that that's in the news fucked right now? Fucked up.
0: Fucked up. Fucked up. Crazy. Ridiculous. Doesn't make any sense. Makes me sick. I don't like the idea. If you don't know the story, there's a black rhino. They auditioned. They auctioned off uh, a right to hunt this black rhino, and the the winning bidder paid three hundred fifty thousand dollars to kill this uh endangered animal. Oh, that's fucked up. And because of that, a million dollars is gonna go to the preservation of the black rhino. I think that's ridiculous. I think that guy's an asshole. I don't care if that money goes to the preservation. What this guy should do, if he's really concerned, this guy, this hunter, is go hunt with a camera, god damn it. Go get a really good close up photograph of this thing and know that you could have killed it. No, you could have killed it. You don't have to kill. And then while you're there, go shoot some shit that you can kill. You're in Africa. Go shoot some wild buck. Go shoot some uh, warthogs. Go shoot some things that the locals will eat. Yeah. You know, and then it actually benefits the people there. If you go to Africa, like, I I saw Matt Hughes, who's a former UFC champion, one of the greatest uh, mixed martial arts fighters ever. He's also a big hunter, and he went to Africa with his son, and he took all these photos of them uh, shooting these animals, and people just were all up his ass. They were just shitting all over him and telling, you know, he's an asshole, and he's not even eating that food. These are trophy hunters. He shot so many animals. What they don't realize is when you go there and you do something like that, they take the money that you use to to pay for your trip and that money goes to preserve these animals then the meat from hunting that animal goes to feed these local villagers. Like, they get very happy. Like, they're excited. They get all this lean... They don't have guns, and so they get all this lean protein free from these hunters, and they get it every day because every day they're bringing in new hunters, and every day they're harvesting new animals. Mm. Like, people don't like it because they feel like it should be a direct relationship. You should shoot a deer, then you eat the deer, or give some of the meat out to your friends or something like that, which I kind of agree with. I don't want to be the guy that's like going somewhere to kill animals for a a bunch of different people. But if you did, that's actually a very selfless thing to do. I mean, he's enjoying the hunting aspect of it, but he's also donating all all this meat to to, to poor people. But nobody wants to see it that way. Everybody has this black or white thing when it comes to animals. Either you love animals and respect them and you don't shoot them, or you hate animals and you're a fucking evil person. Even if you both have the same diet. I mean... The idea that someone would want to kill that thing when we know there's only like a few thousand of them left, that's fucking crazy. You know, they, I, I hope so many steps in and I hope, I mean, really, that's something that the president should talk about. The president should have a fucking joint conference where he talks about SeaWorld and killing black rhinos and, be, and just say, what, did, what would we do if someone came here from, look, they sawed off the horn. Oh my God, that's fucked, man.
1: You know why, right?
0: Yeah, because Chinese dudes think that it makes your dick hard. Bone pills. Yeah. They haven't figured out really? Viagra yet, I guess. You know, no way rhino horn is as good as Viagra. By the way, you know what rhino horn is? It's hair. You're eating hair. Yeah, that horn is hair. It's thickly knotted hair that, that grows into a point. Yeah, it's not like an antler. Like this deer antler here, this antler falls off every year, and you find them on the ground. They're called sheds, and they grow every year. And then, you know, they, they butt heads with those things on. That's how yeah, they used to that. spar. Well, that's not the case with a rhino. With a rhino, it's actually hair. It's like the same thing the fingernails are made out of. It. Oh. It's like keratin. It's kind of crazy shit, man. But the, the idea that anybody would pay to do that, like, don't do it, man. Don't fucking kill rhinos. These aren't in danger. Like, there's been an argument against killing elephants, but... And there's certain areas of Africa where they have an overpopulation issue with elephants. And they've taken to assassinating elephants. They've taken to hunting them. And it's really freaky because they're bringing in hunters. And there was a TV show on the other night where this guy went to Africa and just snuck up on an elephant and shot it in the fucking head. And it doesn't seem right. It seems fucked up. Did you ever play with ivory balls? No, no, cool. never played with ivory balls. I, but I did. Was... they gave the food to the villagers. And they were saying it's a, a year's food for oh, these people. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, I guess, but there's something about elephants that freaks me out. Yeah, man. it freaks me out. They kill elephants. Yeah, it's like whales. Yeah, to me, elephants are smart as shit. They recognize each other when they haven't seen each other in 20 years. Did you know that? Really? Yep. Well, it's that, like that's the whole memory thing, then. huh? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, they have really good minds. Their minds are—they're much more complex than we ever thought. They can, in fact, they can create art. You can teach an elephant to use a paintbrush, and they can draw themselves. Really? You have never seen that? No. Oh my God! Wait, do you see this? I'm going to show you something you're not even going to believe it's real. It's an elephant painting himself. And when you see it and how good it is, it's like what my five-year-old would do. It's like a five-year-old human. I don't know if that represents like the same, if that's the same intelligence as like a small child. But goddammit, it seems like there's something really serious going on behind the scenes there. They're able to draw themselves, Dama Herrera. They're able to like, pull, eh? pull ahead because this is a long ass video. But look at this. He's using his, and you would think, okay, this is bullshit. This is fake. No, he really is. He's using his own trunk and he's trying to draw what he sees. Look at, he's drawing tusks, Dama He's he... drawing the legs.
1: It's like perfect, like how he got it perfect, but like it's the fucking line. Incredible.
0: Incredible. Yeah. That's an intelligent animal. And in my opinion, hunting that animal should be look how good that is god damn it that's insane that wow. should be the last resort is this for real yes it's for real <laughs> oh, shit! it should be the last resort when it comes to preserving these animals that, that's that's ridiculous what they should do is figure out a way to either move them to areas where their populations have drastically decreased or Find some way to give them some food that makes them uh, less likely to get pregnant. I mean, who knows what strategies they could come up with. But shooting them seems really sad to me.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. That's
0: super smart. That's smarter than a wolf. Okay?
2: That's so unbelievable. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's the argument against killing wolves is that they're smart and they're very much like dogs. And you know, yeah. But that's way smarter than a fucking wolf. That's smarter than a monkey, man. That's smart as shit. How smart are these goddamn things? That's
1: cool.
0: Yeah. See, it's interesting to be. Look, up. watch you do it. This is not bullshit. Look him do it. Wow. See now you can see his the actual full elephant. Oh, <coughs> Look at this. I mean, this is <coughs> utterly yeah. incredible. Utterly incredible. It's not every elephant in this camp can do like this. Mm. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah, I don't know, man. And look, even the the, the relationship the relationship between—you're going to die? No. The relationship that we have between other animals is a very strained one. It's very strange how we—because we have some animals that we use for food and some animals that we decide to use as a resource, and, you know, it's, it's all very cruel. I, I don't understand the rationalization sometimes
2: between what animals you pick to kill to eat in the sense that people are pescatarians. Mm-hmm. What makes them think fish are happy to be on a hook? And well, eat
0: the idea is that fish don't take care of their young. Dolph- oh, dolphins aren't fish. Yeah, fish don't take care of their young, so they're like, fuck these fish. Look how good that is, Dom He grass. drew fucking flowers in his, in his trunk. It's insane. it's insane. It's insane. It's how, insane how
1: talented this elephant is at drawing. I mean, that's better than most people could probably draw an elephant. I think I if
0: you say. kill that, that, that's murder. Yep. Look at this. Look at this thing painting the sky, man. Are you uh, fucking shitting me? It's painting a word? Jesus Christ. This is insane. Shit. It's where is, insane. Where is this at?
1: I don't know. Uh, on YouTube. It's under, uh, if you guys want to see it, it's under Elephants Painting Elvents. Suda. Suda.
0: That's the remember- name of him. He's, oh, he's writing, writing his name. name. Yeah, he knows how to write his name. I mean, this is insanity. You kill that thing, that's murder.
1: That's, Ab- that's like a
0: That's like a big giant person or something. It just wow. doesn't... That doesn't make any sense to me. Whatever that is, it doesn't make any sense to me. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Unbelievably fascinating. But to those villagers, um, one year's food. (laughs) We just eat. I can't fucking believe that. It's hard to believe. Yeah. I think intelligent if I walk animals, out of here and I hear you guys laughing... No. That's, that's <laughs> legit. It's intelligent animals. Intelligent animals are, uh, in, my, in my opinion, we should treat them very differently than we treat everything else.
2: Well, I never believed that animals couldn't think. I always believe They always said dogs don't think, it's just instinct. I don't buy that.
0: No, animals fucking think, man. Of course they think. They just don't think as well as we do. So we like to say they don't think. Yeah. They're just, they're limited. I mean, they're, they're, their bodies are about survival and breeding. Survival and breeding, and those are the only things. They don't create culture. And we become ultra-complex yeah. because we create culture and we because we have the ability to manipulate our environment. So that's why we categorize dolphins in this weird gray area that allows us to enslave them. Because they can't create culture and because they can't manipulate their environment, they don't have fingers, yeah. we don't see any evidence of their intelligence. But meanwhile, there's tons of scientific evidence of the fact that they can communicate with each other, that they have a language, they have a that language. they have dialects, that they have family communities, that they, they recognize each other at long distances, that they pool together... I mean, it's, there's, it's, an, it's an intelligent thing that you're enslaving. It's all that it is. It's, there's yeah. no if ands, or buts about it. It's a bad argument. Whether it's an orca, you know, orcas are fucking even smarter than dolphins. They're, they're super intelligent animals. It's, it's madness. It's madness. It's total madness. And when you see an elephant that can paint a fucking picture better than That's most a, of us uh, in this yeah. room, what is that? That elephant paints better than you, man. That's the most (laughs) most phenomenal
2: thing I've ever seen an animal do.
0: It's incredible. It's incredible. Have you ever seen chimps spell their name? Chimps can spell their name uh, for candy. They teach them how to uh, solve complex puzzles, and they give them candy, and then they can remember the order of things. They can count things from one to seven: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And they, they, you know, like the images will go blank, and they'll remember which one was one, which one was two, and will they'll reveal like each individual may, make right. it flip over in order. Something that I would struggle with. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Locking up chimps is cunty too. Putting them in a, a zoo is stupid. You know, yeah. they should have them in an area where they live in the wild and observe them. That's it. All this other stupid shit we're doing. Or even doing. if they make
2: enough wild that it seems wild to them.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, if you have a really large place. But like that lady in Connecticut that was living with one, and the one it wound up biting her friend's face off. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. That is criminal negligence. I mean, that's no different than building yeah. bombs in your yard, and your yeah. friend comes over, and you blow your friend's face off. They're you, so fucking strong. Just Not just strong, but violent as fuck. And guess what she gave the chimp? Xanax. Really? Yeah, she gave the chimp Xanax. And wine, bitch was crazy. Wow. She had this two hundred pound murderous monster living in her house. This yoked up super monster. But he
2: was in a he was in a uh, a, diaper. a cage, right? He's wearing a diaper.
0: Yeah, I don't think he was in a cage.
2: Oh, I thought he was no. in a cage when he reached out for her. No,
0: no, 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 no. no. He he lived in the uh, he he wandered around. He did whatever he wanted to. But, but the woman was babysitting him. No, what happened was the uh, woman's friend came over, and oh. when the woman's friend came over, the chimp did not like the woman's friend. The woman's friend kept him from her, maybe. Maybe he thought of her as his girlfriend. So he just uh, attacked and just ripped her apart. Holy shit. Look at the muscles on those fucking Mm. things. Are you kidding me, man? He's on it. That looks like Husamar Palhares. (laughs) But even more muscular. He's definitely on it. I could see him using kettlebells and battle ropes. (laughs) The zombie ones. Chimps give zero fucks. That's one of the scariest animals in the world if it's trying to get you. Oh, yeah. Because if they got a hold of you, like, you might be able to even fight off a bear To the point where the bear decides like you're too crazy fuck it i'll leave him alone if the bear wasn't hungry if it's a nutty bear but a chimp is not going to let you win you know they're they're having a contest with you and they're going to bite your fingers off they're going to beat you senseless they're going to pull your genitals off they'll pull your pants off and bite your asshole like (laughs) they they know how to hurt you they're they're smart i think it would be one of the most terrifying animals to have to face in an
1: encounter yeah, I'd would, I would probably take my chances with like something like a shark before a chimpanzee. People have lived. <laughs> I mean,
0: people live in chimpanzee fights, too, but they get ripped apart. Yeah. Sometimes people, they get rescued. It's usually in preserves that all this stuff happens, too, by the way. In the wild, it's very rare that a chimpanzee attacks a person. But did you see that picture that I had on Twitter the other day of a jaguar that a guy killed with his bare hands? This is we don't make men like this anymore time. it's an old black-and-white photo Motherfucker killed a jaguar with his hands bare hands. It says it's on my Twitter page. It's uh, just Just yesterday Yeah, look at this motherfucker Carl Akeley. I salute you you fucking savage of a man You real man. You make me feel weak as a bitch. Look at that goddamn savage. He killed a leopard with his hands That's how you know that's how you know you can hold up under pressure when you're duking it out with a cat, that's a big cat too. It's not a big leopard. What, what do you think that weighs? Um, 120? yeah. No, no, it's not that heavy. How no. Does it say how he actually that's did like it? That's like 70
1: pounds, 60, 70 pounds. Did he crack the neck? Or you see it? how,
0: look at, look at it compared to his body. No, it doesn't say how he did it. At least I didn't read it. Look at it in relationship to his body. Hmm. You know, it's it's a perspective thing. If you brought the uh, head all the way down to the ground, the head is... a. Uh, Suspended about where his knee is. It's hanging by its back feet. If you brought the head all the way to the ground, it really wouldn't even be as, as long as his, uh, his, most of his upper body. Why was he even engaged with the animal? Or most of his lower body, rather. Did he did he come after him? Yeah, attacked him. Oh. Jumped him, tried to eat him. People have been selling... Ever since I've uh, been uh, putting up pictures from trail cameras... People have been sending me trail camera photos of mountain lions that they catch in their yards or mountain lions that they catch near their house. A guy sent me one today from Florida of these two fucking muscular Florida panthers.
2: You know, I've never seen a panther.
0: Never seen a mountain lion? No,
2: I've seen mountain lions, but I've never seen a
0: panther. Same animal.
2: Oh, it's, it's smaller though, isn't it?
0: Um, maybe. Maybe it doesn't get enough food or maybe I mean, I was in the Keys
2: a couple weeks ago when we were talking about that because they had the signs up to beware of them, you know.
0: Well, like most fucked up things in Florida, the population is growing. The population of fucked up people in in Florida is growing. The population of fucked up cats is growing. The population of alligators is growing. The population of bath salts (laughs) abusers is growing. Fart is fucking crazy. And Dom Rare is going to be there this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. That can't be real. <laughs> it doesn't look segway, real. Segway. Now, that's a segway. I want to put that in my driveway just to scare the fuck out of people. <laughs> hey, Brian, can we set up a GoPro on the werewolf, please? Oh, yeah. Can we do that? Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's figure that out. That's your next project. That is fucking terrible. Set up a GoPro okay. for the werewolf. i oh, we
2: got that, that drop camera. Every
0: time I walk in here, it bothers me. Do, do you see the picture of Eddie Bravo? Eddie Bravo Radio used the podcast studio the other night. Powerful Jamie stepped in, saved the day. Eddie Bravo's computer crashed and uh, Eddie called me up like last minute. He's like, dude, I'm fucked. Like the podcast was in a half an hour, you know, and my computers crashed and uh, and so he came over and used this place. Um, But, when he did, he took all his clothes off and took a photo of him oh, fucking, fucking the, the werewolf. werewolf from <laughs> pull, pull that Jeez, shit up. Yeah. Is, Eddie Bravo will commit to things in a way that very few people can. I love this fucking dude. He's so crazy. This, this is a total Eddie Bravo picture that he would send you. Like this... Uh, epitomizes why I love this dude this is one of the reasons why um, he got a job as a writer on the man show Eddie Bravo's crazy (laughs) look at look how he's committing to it he's screaming Ah! at the top of his lungs all of his clothes are off and he's banging the the werewolf from behind it would have been a little bit better if he had like a little bit more of an angle so we could actually see his ass cheeks so we know he's really really naked (laughs) he's so crazy though look at him he's so silly (laughs) (laughs) I love that dude powerful lady bravo so uh <clears throat> yeah we're gonna let other people do it too so you know any all of our friends who do podcasts i know tommy wanted to use it at one point in time and duncan's gonna use it like whenever they need to do shit on with cameras and what have you uh i think it makes this place more the merrier the more uh i feel like the more good conversations we have in this place i feel like it soaks into the walls it's good energy you know? yeah. i love this fucking place when i come here i feel like i'm at home i feel like this is our uh our weird little... No, it's very cool. ...portal to the rest of the world. Yeah. I it's mean, all,
2: I, I like the Laugh Factory, the way, you know, but just for the comfort of being on a stage I'm comfortable on. Well,
0: that's a, also a stage you performed at for like two and a half decades. Right. Know, right? That's a great place. So yeah, since the late 80s. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's even more, right? What is that? 46? 40... Yeah. Jesus Christ. No. Yeah. 46? Like, 2014. Oh. Twenty six, rather. Yeah, yeah. I'd say you're. I'm forty six. Is what I meant. Uh, I graduated in eighty five. I was twenty one. So I was probably at the left after eighty nine or ninety. Doing half talking and half uh, adding my age in there. So what year? If I was um, in eighty six, I was not twenty one. I was twenty one and eighty eight. Joe, what year did we do full frontal comedy? I can't do comedy. I mean, I can't do uh, math while you're talking to me. Oh, sorry. (laughs) It's very complicated. Full frontal comedy ninety three. I think. Did we? The one in um, Montreal? No, no. That was... Uh, uh, oh, that was Danger Zone. Danger Zone. That was also Showtime, right? Yeah, I think so. I think it must have been 94 then. That's when Don My and I became pool playing partners. Wow. Oh, we met in um, Amsterdam Billiards. We first found out that we both, we each played pool. That's right. Yeah. Total luck by chance. I was in town doing a gig. Don was doing a gig. And we wound up uh, knocking some balls around together. And I said, You got a good stroke there, Mr. Rivera. You got a Not better bad. stroke, Rogan. You played pretty good, fella, <laughs> for a comedian. The All Comedians Pool League is uh, you, Ari Shafir, um, me, um, uh uh, what's his name? Adam from Farrar. Adam plays very good. Adam Farrar plays very good. And, Farrar uh, Farrar plays Greg Fitzsimmons. Greg Fitzsimmons plays very good. There you go. That's good. And what I was trying to think of is Craig Anthony. Craig Anthony from uh, the movies? Or uh, Anthony, uh, shit. Craig Robinson? Craig Robinson? Craig oh, Robinson. Craig Anthony. Who's Craig Anthony? Uh, the guy from, from Breakfast Club? Someone's Craig Anthony. Why do I know that name? Craig Robinson from, yeah. Oh, he's, Craig Anthony, he's, a fighter? I don't Craig, know Craig Robinson, Craig Robinson from This Is The End. Did you see Did you see him in This Is The End? That's the, the latest move. He's on The Office, right? James Franco? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Good guy. Oh, he's a poet, Craig Anthony. You're thinking of a poet. <laughs> That's what it is.
0: Yeah, Craig Robinson. Sorry, Craig. Craig's hilarious. He's, and he's a really good pool player too, apparently. Vinny Favorito can play too. Yeah, yeah. Allegedly. I've never seen him, but I've heard he plays really good. Tried to hustle me. Oh, too slick. Um, no um, way. I'm not gonna huckle, tussle, I got a hustle down my rear happen. You don't have a gambling issue, do you? I love to gamble,
2: but I don't gamble much money. I love gambling on football. Yeah. It's fun. The juice of it is, is a, a riot. Just adding a little spark to the game? Yeah, and I'm talking like 50 bucks. Nothing that I'm Yeah, gonna, you know. I
0: think that should be legal, man. Oh, I, it's it, so it, stupid. It bums me out that that's not. I feel like you should be able to bet at any corner... You know, there should be some sort of a way that you could, uh, you know, like fucking regulate how it gets taxed or, you know, where we can all meet and gamble on things. We should be able to bet against each other. We should be able to put our money jointly into something and it gets deposited into either one of our accounts if we win. And the government takes a little piece off the top to make sure it gets taxed. And that's it. Let people gamble. Go to any police station and they have football pools. Yeah, why not? What's wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing. And they shouldn't get in trouble for that either. It's fucking ridiculous. I'm telling uh, Brian Dunning that I'm doing a podcast. Oh, is he here right now? Yeah. Anyway, that's it, Don Marrero. That's it. We gotta wrap this bitch up. It's fun, man. It's always fun. You're my brother. We've been friends a long fucking time, pal. I
2: know. I love that. It's a great history.
0: Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We've had some good I times. A,
2: I I could beat you in a fight.
0: I know you do, but that's because you're on Xanax. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, uh, I wouldn't even fight back because I'm on pot. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, buddy. Love you, Joe. Thanks for having me on. Um, if you're around uh, next Wednesday, we're doing an Ice House show. I'm in uh, Knoxville, Knoxville, Tennessee. Boom! Anything you ever want me to tweet, brother, you know it. Just I send it my it. way. My friends love you, the the comedy people love you, the the people that uh, get a hold of me on Twitter. They're huge fans of Dom Herrera. And one of the things they love most about the podcast is being introduced to all these great comedians. You know, whether oh, it's Joey cool. or Aria, you yeah. or so. It's uh, It helps everybody. So more than happy to do it, my brother. Thanks, Joe. I'll talk All to right. you. All right. Dom Irera on Twitter. The two R's. I double R E R A. This is Dom Irera with one R. You fuck. You fucking <laughs> fraud. How There must be a guy who's... Mr. Riding. Irene. If there isn't a fake Dom Irera, they already put it together. Uh, Thanks to Squarespace. Go to squarespace.com. Enter in the code Joe and the number one. That's Joe and the number one to save yourself some money. And if you want to enter into the podcast sponsorship slash... Squarespace contest we will pick four winners um, that have designed the most beautiful website and Squarespace will give these winners a free year of Squarespace and we'll send these winners a swag bag with items like an Apple keyboard a t-shirt a moleskin and more and you know what Fucking, I'm going to throw in higher, a higher primate t-shirt how about that how about that? You get a free higher primate T-shirt. I I saw even a lot of those in
1: Texas, man. Yeah,
0: I'm just doing that because I'm nice. Okay, I just made it up on the spot. Tweet those ideas uh, by this January the 17th to hashtag JRE Squarespace and uh, the higher primary t-shirt you'll be able to choose whichever one you want I just made it up right there how do you, how you like that that's how I roll Dom Herrera. when I'm with you I get inspired I've never I, seen you roll I run with things uh, Ting thank you also to Ting for sponsoring our podcast uh, hugely happy with this as a sponsor and nothing but positive results rogan.ting.com go there and save $25 off your first Ting device when you sign up you fucking freaks we're also brought to you by Onnit that's O-N-N-I-T Use the code name Rogan and save 10% off any and all supplements. Much love, you dirty fucks, and we will see you in about 15 minutes with Brian Dunning. Big kiss.